0: Yeah. Hey, everyone. 372 pages. We'll never get back. Michael J. Nelson here, and Connor Listoka is also on the line. Connor, hello.
1: Mike, hello. Uh, how are you doing in the in the cozy department? I have
0: on the biggest, fuzziest uh, slippers that look like. Um, Malta poo uh,
1: uh, puppies. Well, that's uh, that's quite a coincidence. <laughs> what? Why? Why?
0: Why do you say that?
1: <laughs> my sister's Malta poo Instagram account is rocketing up the charts. With no, you know, twenty seven hundred followers at this point. Little Roo, what? the Malta poo.
0: Okay, check it out. Let's see if it gets the three seventy two bump. <laughs> uh, uh, cozy level of the Instagram itself, would you say, is off the
1: charts? I think it's cozy. They, you know, it, I think it has. Um, it has the aesthetic of some, uh, you know, signs that indicate the coziness level, like you know, uh, I'm going to stay inside and read that type of thing. I mean, she, she's she's working the caption game pretty well.
0: Good, good, good. Is she <laughs> a cozy person, or is she kind of putting it on because she knows where the cash is? Uh, it's
1: probably a little from column A, a little from column B, but like, yeah, right, I don't think you, sure. I don't think you get uh, dog accounts. Definitely have a. Oh. Uh, like a, a vernacular i guess and you don't see a lot of like sassy like in your face like um rude dogs so to speak is there there's got to be
0: a goth cozy though <laughs> where gothic. it's like you know where there's just a little bit of goth in it, but it's still at the same time. Well, there's I'm like r- relaxing with my with my uh, finger black fingernails or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, th- yeah. Well, if you're certainly if you if you've started hanging with the wrong crowd, that's going to happen. But I think <laughs> well, I, yes. I think if you I think there's like that that um, aggressively introverted goth. You know, could at some point have some crossover with the Venn diagram of cozy, like sure. You know the uh, you know going outside sucks type of thing. Like you know oh sure. the sun like you know I'd rather stay inside and um you know yeah, yeah. hang upside down That's like a bat type of thing
0: right well uh, this is all preamble to what this uh, <laughs> what this uh, podcast is so why don't you explain that
1: well the podcast is where we we're, we're going to read books that we don't expect to like and we've we've covered uh, this is the 16th book we've covered and the mission of the podcast has borne out quite well although um, very often the books that we don't expect to like you know cross back around into that level where they are um, you know, certainly more entertaining to share and discuss than in any book that you would sit down to read as a uh, as a book that you expected to like. You know what I mean? If you were sitting down to read a book about uh, General Omar Bradley, four star general, much like the uh, man that uh, Gabe's ex wife is is seeing, her new friend, mm-hmm. you would not expect to. Uh, you know, share with me anecdotes that would leave us both, you know, wiping tears away, um, and or to like, you know, say to someone, you'll never believe what I read. Like, you're, you're, you're really gonna get a kick out of this. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's interesting you mention that because uh, my wife Bridget is reading. The giant tome on Ulysses S. Grant, and she's loving it. She's oh, like, "I, I got to read you this part." I'm like, "You can, please do wow. not read me. <laughs> so I I will read it after she's done, but it is intensely. It's very very long. So it's it's and she's a fast reader, but it's taken her a while.
1: So. Right. Well, and so you know we've encountered some of those books too, and that's sort of a, that has a large impact on what we um, whether we like the books or not, whether they are. Uh, slogs to get through much like midnight sun or shadow moon was or quick page turning cozy reads like the quilters push back book seven in the uh, miranda hathaway series
0: yeah this uh i won't i won't bury the lead this is easily one of my favorites. <laughs> there's
1: no reason to hide that, right? No, I don't think we were shy about it last time. But it uh, it there was there was a few uh, slower spots in this one, but you know where it where it's shown it really shone through uh, even, even even more so than the last uh, 50 pages we read.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It did. There's there's some uh, clunker chapters, but you know everybody not they can't all be uh, triples. You know? Right? It's, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so. And you know that that, they, that could be the nature of writing a book with three people. Um, you know, you have if you've got a uh, the White Album. You're going to have a few Ringo songs, so maybe that's the uh, Beth Devlin Coon chapters. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's true. You're going to have a uh, Revolution number no. nine in there somewhere. God. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I would also just like to say um, you didn't ask me about my coziness level, and uh, my coziness level is at an all time high uh, because I got a. Well, I mean, we got it, but I read it, so I I got it. <laughs> it was a Amazon gift card sent to us by Carrie, one of our Patreon supporters, and hmm. he had it. He had it earmarked. Uh, to help enhance our comfortable dip into the cozy-verse. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I guess it says here is enough for each of you to get a box of this lovely item. Uh, Bigelow Cozy Chamomile Tea Caffeine-Free. Oh, that so is cozy I, I as hell. I have poured myself a mug of it. I'm, I'm clutching it with two hands, taking a... Uh, one second, just to... Big, big hearty sip, and um, I guess I, I will send you send you your own box because yeah, there yeah, there thanks. was enough for, for two. Sorry. Well, you know,
0: gave gave that away on the air. That's, that's good to know. How many times has that happened where you haven't said it on the air?
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it says uh, the the little card that came with it says, "You look hot in mom jeans," which I think we can probably relate to after reading some of this. I think it's sure cozy, and uh, you know, you 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 wear mom jeans because they're cozy, and so it all it all adds up. Yeah,
0: well, let's get cozy. Yeah. Uh, the book is called "The Quilter's Pushback." Yes, because it's um, dealing
1: with the Quilter Guild of Cutler, Pennsylvania, Quilter Guild Number One.
0: Yeah, wait—is it, it? Yeah, that's what it's called. But there is only one, right?
1: Yes, and I don't know whether it's a joke or whether they've—you know—they—they they ran the other Quilter Guild out, guild out of town. Like um, there can be only one type of style. Whether they—you know—absorbed their other members, they're—they're they're fallen um, after some sort of coup or cabal. I'll give it to him
0: that it's a joke. It seems <laughs> yes. at about the level that the quilters would, <laughs>
1: would come up with. Yes, it's not high-level stuff here. What what it's you see great, is very much okay. what you get.
0: Yes. Uh, and so the story so far is the quilters... Uh, well, Miranda, it, it's all about weddings. I, I should have started there. There's, there's weddings galore. Yeah,
1: first things first.
0: Yeah, first things first. <laughs> Uh, Miranda is the uh, narrator,
1: sort of, uh, that, that breaks down at points. Oh man, it's, it gets into like, you know, m- my mother is a fish type of thing where you're like, who is talking and what is going on in this, in this book? It's very abstract at times.
0: It's very strange, uh, especially when flashbacks happen, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll get to the nuts and bolts. In essence, it's a bunch of quilters fighting, um, uh, fighting the interstate, bringing a, a new brand of, uh, pusher into cutler pennsylvania
1: yes and And, yeah uh, there there's been a wedding we have another wedding being planned which is um you know the kids are dying but the wedding still takes does not take a backseat just yet there's still a lot of plans to do so she's she's forging on with that because of course the wedding is uh, mere weeks away on valentine's day um, true in, in in a wednesday as well so
0: uh girls are being groomed by pushers (laughs) <laughs> um, and then dropped off at emergency room doors <laughs> left, left to die after, at the emergency room <laughs> after overdosing on what was it x-bars
1: x-bars so uh Which sounds delicious yeah right? exactly they're like a yeah. uh, an off-brand you know you drive by like something that was called a discount bakery a lot in in san diego i feel like and sure. uh, you always wondered like well, how big of a discount are we really getting at this bakery but uh that's yeah that's sort of an off-brand tasty cake or something
0: right Uh, So, uh, right now, I guess we just had our... There's been two victims, I think, and so...
1: Well, yeah. So um, we've, we've. Jenny is in the hospital. Um, she's the person who was groomed, who uh, ate all the X bars, who was um, wearing, you know, black lipstick and black fingernail polish. Which we've been watching uh, Face Off for Rift Tracks, and there's a moment at the very beginning of that when the uh, they they indicate that the the daughter is going down a wrong path because she's essentially wearing that exact outfit.
0: Yep, it's exactly the same.
1: <laughs> uh, but then also uh, we, we we get filled in on in the beginning of chapter eleven that. uh Irma, the receptionist, very cozy name, uh, told uh, Miranda that the Morton's youngest boy, John, (laughs) was brought in uh, to the hospital as well, and he didn't make it. So we've we've lost one. And they were both community college students. So that's sort of where the, the epicenter is believed to be at this moment.
0: Right, and who is telling this? Uh, is this Lucy saying this? Sorry, no, Irma, the, Irma, the receptionist. Oh, Irma, and she went to school with John's older brother. Okay. <laughs> so there's, just I just want to not lose the fact that there's another character. He just doesn't get a name.
1: Right, yes, yeah. Do, so we're two get...
0: paragraphs in, we have three new
1: characters. Yes, just, wonderful. Just them. Yes. But so she says, she's sort of like, you know, Miranda, we must do something. Um, and she Sarah, uh, she says, oh yeah, so that is Sarah. Irma told Sarah that the Morton's youngest boy, John, was brought in. So it's, so at this point, it's like telephone. It could be like, no, Irma, Irma's like, I, didn't, I did not say that. I, you, you completely misheard, uh, you know, having this been passed along. But uh, so Miranda says, Sarah, let me run this past Gabe and see if the local police have any idea this is going on <laughs> so we get we get we get some more we get to meet a lot of the local police right now and they don't seem wildly incompetent um uh, you know it's a small town police force but you would hope that the uh, the as the as the rate of ods that we learn is happening as well as deaths happen that the police you know might have some sort of idea they're not just napping at their desk like Don knots or something i <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe that's just her being, uh, you know, underselling the police. I'm sure they're very, very competent. (laughs) I just want to give people, this is, uh, I don't think we said the chapter by the way. This is chapter 11. And, um, I just want to give you a flavor of what, what the reading goes like. Mm Uh, she took a breath. I went to the hospital to do my volunteer shift. I saw Archie and Janet Heidel coming through the front doors. They looked just awful, Miranda. I went over to the reception desk, and my friend Irma told me their Jenny is in the hospital with some (laughs) kind of drug overdose. It takes so much work to go. Wait, Archie and Janet. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Hydels. Yes, <laughs> I have notes on it now, so I can skip back and forth. But it is shockingly difficult to read.
1: Well, it's one of those scenarios where you know we later we later meet another character, and it is uh, he is dropped into the course of action as if we are old friends. You know, as if you as if you open up you know uh, a Game of Thrones book, and it's like Tyrion was going here, and you're like, well, of course, yeah, you know, Tyrion has been uh, <laughs> along this journey the whole way. But I was um, got the. Uh, the doc up so I could uh, search for names and it's just like chapter 16, the first time this character is mentioned, but you're, you're, you're supposed to be like, was this one of the uh, 172 characters and I just forgot, or was it brand new? It's brand new.
0: Oh, the character list rises. Wow. <laughs> it's one of the things that makes me laugh the hardest.
1: Um, So yeah, she says, uh, you know, uh, Sarah, I think says, um, Sarah's one of the twins. Uh, I feel better knowing you and Gabe are on the case. I'll talk to Queenie too. The Cutler Quilt Guild is not going to stand by and watch our kids. She choked up again, so it pretty much sounds like they're 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 forming like a vigilante posse they're They're going to take the law into their own hands.
0: yeah, I'm trying to think if we've done any we've done a lot of movies. This seems like a B movie plot
1: right you know, sure where
0: they they you know then there's a montage of them like recruiting shotguns and stuff yeah melissa mccarthy and you
1: know. <laughs> right yeah doing push-ups as she you know uh eats a uh, eats a hot dog with one hand but doing one-arm push-ups with the other right right yeah uh but yeah it's like uh we did a couple like McBain was a movie we did we did the the one with that guy who was in space mutiny um he, he forms a, a, a vigilante posse where there was two of them um yeah Ah damn whatever but yeah so they're they're forming essentially like the um homer simpsons thing to take out the cat burglar they're just going around and they're going to boss people around and 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 hit people with with sacks of doorknobs and stuff it's very right. exciting
0: um they go to so she goes to meet uh d diane mm-hmm. her bff <laughs> at the, the tavern uh, the tavern is where Lizzie is the uh, waitress, apparently the only waitress, who has a gigantic crush on her husband. Yes, on Gabe. Ex- Ex-FBI Gabe. <laughs> and, and so this just leads me to a sonic challenge to you. Oh, all right. I got one this later, is, so. This is Diane D. Humph. <laughs> she still wore her frowny face, in quotes. Okay. So that I'm just that's just color for your humph.
1: Okay. Humph. <laughs> so it's With a you uh, know uh, uh, exactly a grumpy cat face is how she's sort of doing it.
0: <laughs> that was nice. That was you. well done. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Well, well. So the the Lizzie connection is um, I think Lizzie might be yeah the waitress but also the owner of the tavern. But mm. she uh, we need to know we need to know more about this relationship because uh, Miranda who has been you know just you know the the sweet old lady the kindly mother of the bride um, all this stuff. Just brings out the claws in this moment. It's spectacular. She sort of um, lets it slip to Lizzie that she's getting married um, and does not hold back. She says, oh, Gabe's at home working on wedding plans. I know, but I couldn't help myself. Lizzie stiffened. Really? So when is the big day? "Hmm, Valentine's Day. I'd invite you. But I'm sure you'll be busy here all day. <laughs> <laughs> so she just like absolutely sharpens her claws. And, uh, you know, the tavern, big going to be a big Valentine's Day crowd? Not entirely sure about that. She might be able to to carve out some time or find a sub if she really wanted to.
0: <laughs> but uh, it puzzles uh, Diane. Well, it, it, it appalls Diane when she answers... That's true. We're usually busy on Valentine's Day. To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I could watch the man of my dreams marry the other woman. (laughs) And uh, our our fearless narrator bursts out laughing, but Diane looked totally appalled. (laughs) So then when they sit down, she explains it. Like, I let him flirt with her. It's it's just... (laughs) So yeah, that, and it's, that's the first part of the And it's
1: revealed that Lizzie is married as well. So she's just, you know... Happily, all, yes. Yeah, all sorts of yeah. weird sexual stuff going on here. Just, you know, people lording their relationships. They're loving the FBI agents over the, the, the lowly tavern owner. Yes. Yeah, I love and the then, burst uh, out laughing. It was just a uh, just a cackle, I'm guessing.
0: Yes. Uh, and then the uh, this whole chapter mostly is about Diane setting up our narrator to to pick a wedding dress by doing, I don't know what this is called in like, you know, experiments or whatever, by giving her two false examples mm-hmm. and then a good example of a dress. Mm-hmm. So she gives her the two crappy ones to uh, force her hand to choose the one that, of course, is perfect. <laughs> and this is my optic challenge. Okay. Can you picture any of this? Yeah. You ready? Now, I know this is not meant for us, so I'm not making fun of this. Sure. Next photo was a cream-colored jacquard sheath. It was short and sleeveless with a squared-off neckline. It was paired with a jacket of cream lace with long sleeves. I could immediately see the double strand of antique pearls I'd inherited from my grandmother at
1: my throat. Ugh.
0: I, it, it, so- I- <laughs> it sounds like a
1: weird sort of like, uh, you know, fake nation in a movie military outfit or something. Yes. You know, like just the uh, a guy's henchman sort of standing behind a, a dictator. I guess
0: this is the equivalent of, you know, uh, I've never read any Tom Clancy, but someone once showed me an example of it. It's like three paragraphs of the X-300 missile was, you know. Sure, or it, those Mastering Commander on. books, you know, <laughs>
1: yeah. Gunnels and uh, fig- fiberty Gibbets and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so this is, uh, you just kind of skipped that. But anyway, that <laughs> was uh, I, an <laughs> optic challenge. We both failed, at, I guess.
1: <laughs> I like how when Diane wanted to talk wedding, wedding dresses, we got this amazing exchange. The last thing I felt like doing was looking at wedding gowns. The thought of kids dying from overdoses right here under our noses was eating at my insides. I told Diane as much. She replied, oh, I know. I get it. Is there a but? Yes, there is. But whether we like it or not, what's happening? You are getting married soon, and we need to get this together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, you know, we did make these plans yesterday to reserve the, uh, you know, the 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 Moose Lodge or wherever we're doing this, and it is in a matter of weeks. So if there was a, uh, you know, some sort of uh, overdose epidemic, we we might be able to delay it just a little bit. Like, uh, get those uh, those rich people in Boston to front any sort of like uh, um, cancellation fees or something.
0: <laughs> uh well they get down to uh they get down to business and they decide that uh the uh, drug uh may, might be pushed to the college. Yes. So that, so they narrow it down. Cuz it's probably, you know, it's probably not happening, you know, at the old folks home.
1: Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
0: probably not ha- happening at the hobby store.
1: Francine's formals, no, like Yeah, so it's x bar free with your uh with your cream-colored jacket.
0: Yes. Uh so yeah, they figure out that it's at the college, so they uh, uh they decide to check on it. They they're, right. they're going to get they're going to get someone who knows someone in college. <laughs> and then then they'll figure it out from there.
1: Yes. Um, and they say that, like, uh, she, they talk about um, the students, and I think um, Diane is a teacher, and she's, so she's choked up because one of the students, the guy who died, was in her English class, and they talk about Jenny, who's, who's in the hospital, and she said, but Mandy, she was such a straight arrow, a nerd, for heaven's sake drugs it makes no sense and Miranda replies apparently she's been running with the wild crew black clothes black lipstick fingernails the works (laughs) (laughs) there it is wild just and you know and it's not like it's uh you know they didn't they didn't set the book in 1992 or something like that where this would be shocking it's like well (laughs) it's uh it it is I think canonically uh, 2018 in the book it has been a look f- since the
0: early 70s, yes, so that's right. quite, quite right. a while.
1: Oh, really? She's, she's gone with a cliched, rebellious look? That's, uh, that's very unimpressive.
0: <laughs> but at, towards the end of this chapter,
1: we get a tantalizing glimpse of Max Ryan Sr. Max Ryan Sr., yes. They drop that uh, Sr. right there without us uh, knowing what, what they're talking about or why.
0: Now that Max Ryan's left town, it's been pretty quiet. I know, but all Max's troubles seem like playground stuff compared to actual drug dealers, don't they? And that and that is just left. We don't <laughs> we don't know who is this Max Ryan fella so Right. More well, to come, but Yeah, we do get more to come.
1: He's book. he has a absolutely fascinating backstory. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you know, I believe that the um, as we discussed in the their previous cases, like we were part of the reason we picked this book was because they're dealing with drug deaths. Um, and all the other books were like, you know, stealing the change jar from the quilting bee. And that was where it's revealed that he, you know, Max Ryan was one of the guys who perpetrated that heist.
0: Yeah. Max Ryan Jr.
1: Max Ryan Jr. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they sort of, they wrap things up here with a uh, a quick hug and saying, I'm on it, Sherlock. Talk soon, Watson. So we have some sort of a razor sharp banter back and forth between our two heroes. They're BFFs. <laughs> Uh, but unless you have anything else, we move on to chapter twelve, which is chapter maybe 12. maybe the best one in the book so far.
0: Oh, do tell! I, I didn't. They're all good, but, right? Uh, but
1: this one, just this, <laughs> it's it's when you get the, uh, the the digressions, like the the lengthy digressions about characters, where you just um, like just like we've said before, um, it's just beyond the realm of what you would expect from this kindly book.
0: <laughs> oh, you're you're talking, of course about uh jake perryman
1: police late police chief jake perryman yes
0: uh the book opens by the way with uh children are dying but uh he uh, she and gabe are still playing these dumb games where uh hey sweetheart what's up a familiar male voice said who is this how did you get my private number very funny does everyone call you sweetheart well sure Now I'm trying to remember why I called you in the first place. Jenny is dead, for God's
1: sake! Yes, come on, and that's—it's just like you read it. That's what I said before. There's no indication who is talking. Whether this is like a an obscene, like threatening phone call because she's sticking her nose into business she doesn't belong. Like (laughs) we're left to infer that it's her loving husband, Gabe.
0: Yep. No, it does not until you read all the way through like several more paragraphs. You're like, oh, it's just—it's Gabe, and they're just dicking around. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) He's essentially just being like, guess what I'm wearing? You know, I've got some whipped cream at home. I can't wait to you know, spray it on your, <laughs> behind your ears when you get back as, during double jeopardy. But yeah, so they, they, she says it was turning into a long day. Half of me wanted to make wedding plans and half of me wanted to go wring the necks of whoever was poisoning our children. Um, I'm glad it's still an even divide at this point in time, mm-hmm. <laughs> priority-wise. But yeah, they, they go on to discuss um, police, former police chief Jake Perryman, who had succumbed to a heart attack And Gabe had a nagging feeling he should have seen it coming. He wasn't alone. And we get a, uh, (laughs) just an extremely cozy section here. The uh, description of Jake is he was a big man, overweight and out of shape. Everyone in town knew it, but no one spoke up. So I guess guess they, they knew he was overweight. They just, it was a sort of a silent secret. Even his wife, although she tried, couldn't get him to go to the doctor. She served salads a couple times a week, but but knew as soon as Jake left the house, he would head out to the drive-through burger joint by the mall. All so, right. All right. Put,
0: <laughs> put, put a stop on that one. So, so he, he would leave after dinner. Right, yes. And drive to the mall because I'm assuming you, she's not serving the salads for breakfast and then he's going off and stopping at the joint before work.
1: Yeah, he's certainly not walking to the mall. Yeah.
0: So after dinner
1: she's patting the couch he'd come watch jeopardy and he's like i've got to go he's like, i gotta go
0: um you know there's there's police there's big police uh, big business. man overweight out of shape police business that i yeah. have to
1: do max ryan jr is back in town it's uh all all uh, apb um uh his stomach rumbles like
0: <laughs> and then so he goes to the the drive-through burger joint at the mall and because everyone in town knows that he's overweight but won't speak up then with trembling hands they hand him a sack of uh, <laughs> right
1: a sack of sliders right yeah the 16 year old kid is like this. i don't know if you should be doing this chief it is <laughs> like just Shh, give me the goddamn burgers jimmy <laughs> but slaps
0: it out of the kid's hand it's such a
1: weird way to put it every everyone he was overweight and out of shape everyone knew it like you know it's as if you know he's hiding a, a drinking problem or, a, or an addiction or something but it's like yeah. it's like well you know we can we can observe we have our we have our sense of sight here
0: uh but then we learn a a, a very funny thing about jake is that uh i mean he seemed to be well liked but he was not a good cop <laughs> and i'll tell you why here's the next paragraph Jake did okay, as long as the most serious crime in town was the occasional drunken disorderly, or kids skateboarding on the high school parking lot. <laughs> is that is that a problem? Right. Well, anyway. Then a woman was murdered, and the stress <laughs> simply killed him. <laughs> he would... collapsed in the station, and an ambulance took
1: him away. He never came home. So... It's like someone uh, dying of a broken heart in uh, in Star Wars or whatever. Yeah, it, it, that's how every good like you know Silence of the Lamb should start that way. That's that's why uh, Clarice has to come to town. The former guy <laughs> dies of stress when a uh, a basic crime is committed. Wow, so
0: nothing had ever happened. I mean, it really was like mayberry nothing ever happened right, yeah. and then you know if barney would have had a heart attack if they actually found like a dead prostitute in mayberry right, yeah. that's oh,
1: andy but so like what do you think uh you know everyone in town knows he has a weight problem they're all his uh, his 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 secret uh post-dinner rendezvous at the burger shack or probably public knowledge as well who told him about this murder like you must have really thought you were rolling the dice when you had to be like uh you know doing the the, the knock on the door frame, sir um He's polishing off, you know, a, a, a double double or whatever, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> sir. We've go got ahead. a um, some uh-huh. some bad news. I well, of course, you're obviously sitting down. Um, you don't do a lot of walking. Sk-
0: skateboarders again?
1: No, no, sir. The skateboarders are actually uh-huh. under curfew. Um, they're not going to be skateboarding uh, past six six p.m. because uh-huh. well, uh, thousand thousand island dressing on my shirt. Hang well, uh, on. Sir, no, that go ahead. Go ahead. All right. um, Billy, are you no, sure you don't want no. to tell him? I have to. I, I drew the short um, straw, sir. Uh, uh, Marnie uh, Jenkins was was found dead.
2: Uh, what?
1: Yes, she was. She was found dead in a ditch. Um, her face no. was beaten beyond recognition. We had to take dental records. Are, are you okay, sir? <laughs> <There> <laughs> sir,
0: crime in the town of.
1: Cun- uh. Sir, you're a police chief. I don't. Yeah, this is going to happen. Uh. Billy, it happened just like I predicted get in here it's gonna take a couple guys to haul him out so so, just cozy
2: stuff you know to
0: to jake perryman right well uh but then
1: the story takes i just even cozier yeah take a big sip of your chamomile tea that i forgot to send you and um, uh but uh it says (laughs) as hard as it was for everyone who knew him his wife taylor was devastated So, you know, that makes sense that you lose your wife, uh, your husband, due to a a freak murder that he probably should have been more steeled for. But it turns out for months, she'd been driving to Pittsburgh Weekly to visit her brother who had a rare form of cancer. He died a slow, agonizing death, but Taylor was there for him. Less than three months later, she buried her husband. So it's really, you know, that it's the, the sleepy time bear here in book form. You're just... Under a, under a blanket, um, you got one of those uh, fire videos going on your TV, um, just, just really curling up for some, for some cozy adventure.
0: It, uh, it reminds me of uh, yesterday in, uh, we recorded something, uh, The Minion with, mm. um, what's the name? Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. And in it, there was, someone was beating someone else with a rod, and so we... <laughs> We made a joke about Rod from Burdemic, so it had nothing to do with it. So we pull him from wherever the heck Rod is, just sitting there doing nothing, and we insult him. <laughs> uh, the off-screen thing of he died a slow, agonizing death made me think this: like, hey, I'm not even part of this book, Right, exactly. Just, leave you me just
1: alone. introduced me. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, so Taylor has had a rough go, but you know we'll we'll move on. It keeps going. She yep. always wanted a family and they'd been unable to have their own child she'd finally convinced jake that maybe adoption was their best option then she was alone <laughs> it, it is i mean not to not to bring up the same three movies all the time but it's like lisa's mom you know who just you know at the party in the room like i definitely have breast cancer like <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah husband dead brother dead unable to conceive alone
0: I'm just sitting here. I'm not really even part of this story, please. (laughs) But then it goes on. And so then a miracle happened and they just find a baby. Yes. At the, at the library, I think, right?
1: Yeah. They, uh, they get a, a Harry Potter miracle. Someone leaves a baby on the doorstep of the library. Um, you know, but the
0: writers of this know that that's, that can't be the end of the story. That is somebody's baby. You don't just get to give it to a person. Right, yes. <laughs> so, so they say that they help her fight her way relentlessly through the social services system mm-hmm. until the little girl was hers.
1: Yeah. It so says, the adoption was still in process, but we're about halfway through the six-month waiting period, and now Taylor has a daughter. Gabe comforted himself with that thought and moved on. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that was the thing that
0: made me spit take like, wait, what And then you go? You go back six paragraphs and you realize, okay, she's narrating everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But then she says, there's this paragraph before all this about, uh, Jake, the, a, a big man overweight out of shape. I knew it. I never spoke up. I'm, I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gabe would never get used to walking into the Cutler Police Department and seeing the photograph of the late chief, Jake Perriman, hanging on, his, on the wall. Yeah. So God. what it is, so, is our narrator is beaming herself into <laughs> Gabe's head <laughs> and narrating what's happening to Gabe. Yeah.
1: Gabe sort of uh, saw the and picture. Then he and he
0: reminisces for uh, six paragraphs about her story. And then he, sh- he comforts himself and moves on.
1: Yeah, he gets sort of a Christopher Walken dead zone moment where he sees, you know, he's he's he tilts his head back and sees this whole flashback of the uh, the chief and then his wife and the daughter and all that stuff, and then he uh, then he just shakes his head and goes, "What? Well, that was weird. All right, let's move on."
0: <laughs> but serious question is: Did Gabe then tell her this so that she's able to narrate it?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, in the in the previous fifty pages we got those chapters that were subtitled like Martin and stuff. So that was obviously a third person um thing. Our hero does not know yeah, that Martin's sure, in that, a hotel that, room that. putting on a false mustache and dying. Yeah, his...
0: that's that's legit. But but here <laughs> she's directly narrating and then it switches without any without maybe, any uh maybe he did another
1: patented Gabe phone call. He called her up and was like, Hey, what are you wearing? I was just at the police station thinking about overweight chief Jimmy and uh, who I Who uh, is you know, this? Uh, yeah. I don't
0: know who this is. Oh
1: well, you know, you better sit down because I'm gonna tell you about uh, Taylor's brother's death wait in till, Pittsburgh of a agonizing. Wait till I open
0: my robe slightly <laughs> for you. <God. laughs>
1: yeah, that's what that's what that's what Gabe likes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it's 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 a very peculiar, unusual uh, you know, some, some might say like revolutionary form of storytelling.
0: I guess so I'll just uh, It's yeah Okay It's uh, Inception-y And we just have to deal with it
1: Right But then once we're Once we're finished with that Page and a half Litany of suffering Gabe moves in And meets I, I'm sorry uh, Who was the old police chief? Oh Jake Jake the new Jake The current, pol- current police chief is Jimmy um, And so he He comes in And there's like People there From a out of state task force that's going to help with this problem. Gabe is there, obviously, to consult as a retired FBI agent. Because if there's anything movies have taught us, it's that uh, local police departments love help from the FBI. You know, every time the FBI shows up and says, We're taking over, the police says, No problem. Uh, go right along, oh, sir. Thank goodness. <laughs> Our jurisdiction is your jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, I, would,
0: I just want to point out before, because I, I, I don't know if this will come up again, but. Uh, so Jimmy is the police chief yep he he is not James who okay. works at the print shop, nor is yeah. he Jim Marshall, the insurance agent. who'll be <laughs> <some> <laughs> later. I just want to make sure everyone knows we're not talking about James at the print shop or or Jim Marshall, the insurance guy right when hey. when we're talking about Jimmy, so.
1: I, w- I wish that there was like, you know, I, I, get it, I get it, obviously, you look at the back of the book you, you or the, the picture of the authors on Amazon, you, you get a sense of what this town is like demographic-wise, but I wish there was just a, you know. Then uh, Hakim came to the uh, Quilting Guild party or something like that, or, you know, we just have a, a guy who's obviously not a uh, middle-aged white guy that's walking around town. Yeah, there's...
0: Uh... You're not getting names that imply that there's a uh, Sikh or uh, right, yes, Vietnamese right. or anything. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, so, so Jimmy, James, John, whatever um, is there and he's providing some eye-opening statistics about the, the rate of these um, overdoses we're getting. He says, you'll see that we have everything from shoplifting to arson from stolen beer to domestic disputes. And now within the last six months, our hospital records indicate three drug overdose patients per week. Yes per week and <laughs> so this was just an eye-opening based on what we've been told in the book we just learned about this one the black lipstick girl um you know went to the went to the hospital but <laughs> if you thought people had their head in the sand about uh the, the former chief's weight problem they've just been sort of like letting the body stack up here
0: yeah that, that's pretty high body count
1: yeah late because later it says um uh, they say something along the lines of when they're planning the town meeting, they're like, well, now we just have to see if we can get a town of 3000 people to go along with the plan. <laughs> so you, you look at the statistics for, for three a week for, for six months, that's like, plus the most recent two is almost 80. <laughs> so that's right. 3% of the town has OD'd in the past half of a year. <laughs> so they really just can't get enough of the drugs here. Like it's the people, you know, they're soon going to be outnumbered by those who are not ODing.
0: Well, look, they're not sitting still uh who's the new guy? I don't have his name right here. I love that the the uh new characters in this police meeting are off the charts but uh, right
1: yeah, I think someone from, was from the uh the, the you know from the big city, the state task force there's a Harrisburg big city going,
0: but there's also a guy that they hired who's been there for the six months oh, okay. and here's let me chart his competency So for the past six months or so, basically since I started. We've charted every complaint and every crime within our town limits. Well, pre- pretty sure that's just basic job description right yeah, there, What, isn't
1: what it? were they doing before he started? Just, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll put it Not in the pile, your... jackass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quit in time. Tell, tell it
0: to someone else. <laughs> Who gives a crap?
1: Yeah, so like, this is just since this guy started that they've had a record of six per month. Who knows what they were doing before they uh, started, started actually taking notes about the crimes in their town. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but so that that guy you're talking about is um an ex-military hire. Um as is uh, uh there's just pretty much you got to assume that every guy is going to be ex-military um in the book going on if they're in some sort of position of authority in Cutler.
0: Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't um, think that the the regular uh who are the uh, I got to check my list which is I think now hit 3 pages of characters. <laughs> Uh the cops. Uh, uh sorry, I got it. Okay, Jimmy's the chief of police. Mm-hmm. Um oh Ron Mitchell and Joey Traxler are the sure. patrolmen. <laughs> right, yes. Okay, and so uh Joey, I don't here's a description of him. Uh and I think like he, I think he's flirting with Gabe. So I think Lizzie's got some competition from Joey. Okay everyone stared at joey he was usually quiet and yet he'd voiced the big question everyone else had been wondering about at the same time gabe was impressed and nodded which <laughs> brought a smile to joey's face <laughs> well so a little little flirting on the side from yeah. jo- joey the patrolman and gabe the handsome Slim xbi FBI guy. Well, if we know
1: anything about our our heroes, is that they they love to toy with other people's emotions. It's it's what it really gets them going. <laughs> that's <laughs> so true. Guess, yeah. Whether men or women doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, yeah Joey Joey sounds new. So like maybe he's uh, just trying to sort of sort of impress people. He's he sees himself as maybe uh, once once Jimmy hears about a uh, uh, an unexpected murder and drops dead from the shock of it. That's uh, that's Joey's time to shine, baby.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But they, so they, after this sort of lengthy meeting they they come up with the idea and the idea is, um, to have a town meeting and then put yes. up a bunch of posters. Um, so <laughs> they're not, uh, they're not exactly gearing up to, uh, like I said before, bust heads with, uh, with rolled up, uh, you know, sacks of quarters or something like that. They're just going to, uh, they're going to do it the way that Encyclopedia Brown would handle the problem.
0: Yeah. This is not, uh, this doesn't kind of go like uh Scorsese level here where it's like, look, this is under the table, but, uh. <laughs> You know, I'm going to, I know a guy, I'm going to cut him, you know, and we're right, going to find yeah. out so there's nothing. They make <laughs> Gabe
1: is... do a line of blow just to prove that he's like, you know, you, you got to be dirty if you're going to work here. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't know if he could trust you, Serpico.
0: Yeah, they come at you with a knife, you come at them with a gun. No, there's nothing <laughs> of that. But uh, Gabe does, he unveils a little bit of his uh, FBI uh, prowess here. This is him, him summing everything up after Dom, who is from the drug task force, finishes speaking. Okay. He says, I think this is a tremendous opportunity for Cutler. Yes, we have a drug element, but for now it's mostly drive-through traffic from the cities. They pop in and out so fast we don't get a chance to nail the bastards. If we get the citizens involved, we may have a better chance of busting up these supply chains. So... They come in so fast because of the freeway. Yeah. They can't catch them.
1: Are they implying that they are just like literally driving on the freeway and like hurling, you know, a package (laughs) of drugs out into a, a drainage ditch or something?
0: I think that's what they're saying. Like they're putting, you know, it's like the, uh, uh the tennis ball and a sock that you throw they just maybe they just whiz by and spin it out the window <laughs> well, yeah. people pick uh, it up
1: pick up the stash at the uh the exit sign that says there's a uh uh you know IHOP hop and a uh you know red robin that's the one that the uh, that's where the drops happen right and
0: and then uh they see the guy do it, but it's like, uh, well, go get him.
1: Well, I can't.
0: He's on the interstate. Right. It's,
1: yeah. It's you know, over. Any idea how fast <laughs> he's going? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the, so in the last chapter, uh, Miranda had mentioned. Um, that some people might have tried pot back in the day, but our worst problem had always been underage drinking. Although the new interstate highway exchange made it easy to access products and services we need. Hmm. <laughs> yes, Good workers. Yes. <laughs> I bet my last dollar it was providing access to the college and the town for big city drug dealers. And so it's, you know, you, you could sometimes sense a, an author's uh, hidden agenda. And this one, uh, the book pretty much becomes an, an anti interstate system. Like, no. It's
0: totally. That's, yep.
1: No word it, if she's just a an anti Eisenhower kind of guy, since that was sort of his initiative. Yeah, or that was his. Yeah. If she was a a, a Route sixty six aficionado and is disappointed that that once historic, kitschy highway has sort of uh, faded away due to the the higher speeds of the cross country interstates, but who knows?
0: Yeah, you know that cliche when if you have ever seen the uh, you know the the electronic press kits that they for movies when the actors have to gas off and so they always do something stupid like. Uh, I like to think that New Orleans is another character in oh, the movie.
1: Uh, utter yeah. pet peeve of mine. I Revolting. hate that so much. <laughs>
0: um, that the interstate is—it's
1: a like love to letter the, to yeah.
0: the interstate is a uh, is the villain in this movie. <laughs> yeah, but this right. is actually true. It's like this dark, <laughs> ominous
1: force. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, if they're if they're going so fast, but um, uh, for a for a small town, I don't know. It 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 makes. I saw a theory that the that the reason that the uh, four seasons total landscaping was picked was just its proximity to uh, to the interstate to be like, if we're doing a press conference, we need to get in and out of Philadelphia as fast as possible. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. Like, you know, if you're just trying to you don't want to deal with stoplights, you don't want to deal with like four way stop signs. So it, it does yeah. speak to their uh, to their um, to, to their ease of access.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, here's the shocker at the end of the chapter, though, for me. Um, As you said, 2018,
1: right? Uh, I believe so.
0: Okay. I'll talk with the school superintendent in the morning to see if we can use the auditorium for the meeting. It's really the only space that can hold a couple of hundred people all at once, and I'm hoping for a good, solid turnout. (laughs) So, Cutler hasn't had all-school drug meetings before? (laughs) (laughs) It was literally like 30% of my schooling, you know. Oh, man. Stop doing math and come to the auditorium because... There's another anti-drug guy coming in to talk. I mean, yeah, it was just constantly, right?
1: Right. I mean, there's a reason that you know we, we did a, a McGruff short, and it, that was you know his his he was omnipresent. I feel like there was a guy dressed as McGruff, like almost you know once a month at your school. We saw elaborate like presentations with like puppets and stuff that like the, the hospitals were putting on. It was, I mean, that was you know I was I was in elementary school in the '80s, so it was sort of the uh, the, the the height of that, but. Yeah, insane to imagine they'd never done it before, and maybe why three uh, percent of the population is dying from ODs every week. Bridget used to do.
0: She played one of her gigs was she played a grieving mother, where they would do it outside <laughs> of the football field, and they would bring in the, an actual crashed car, Ooh. and then they would drag, they would mock drag out a, a body, and then she would be shown. She would Good be driven Lord. up in cop cars and a helicopter would land, and then she would have to just sit there and sob over <laughs> the dead child. And so it's like, <laughs> I think this stuff has been going on. I don't think—so Cutler had never heard of drugs and never had— they'd never seen a pamphlet and, <laughs> and there's not a poster they've been sent by the
1: <laughs> what were uh what were you doing during that were you like uh, at the office playing doom or something Well she would oh, she, course, she yes. she'd come back home and just be like I, I i gotta i gotta do something to decompress from that i i really inhabited the character too much i'm, I'm well, waking she up said that,
0: she said that uh it was incredibly effective she said she would just when she could see she would just see like children were just like weeping and like crying out and some of them parted off
1: (laughs) amazing yeah and then she's weeping and she yells and my brother died in pittsburgh of a rare and painful form of cancer too (laughs) i can't have children i can't have children all right ladies
0: stop it on so thick you had
1: a script. (laughs) <laughs> um well I think that is yeah so we we are left with the idea to have the meeting the first of its kind in Cutler and uh, we move to chapter 13 which yeah. uh I didn't have a lot here this was we get Jimmy's perspective here um he he's bringing in Jim um yeah. who, again is is an ex military guy um and he is he, he goes to the hospital to see what was her name the the black lipstick girl cuz he's worried Jimmy. that Jenny Jim, Jimmy, Jenny. Uh, he's worried that that whoever you know left her at the hospital might you know come back to finish the job in a way of you know that you know only happens in 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 movies. You know.
0: Yes. So is he? He's protecting her, or he's like making sure that. Yeah, because you got you got Archie and Betty. <laughs> her I parents, believe, right? Yeah. The parents, yeah. The Heidel, the yes. Heidel family, of course. Archie, Jenny, and Betty. And, uh,
1: he, I think he probably goes to Irma or something, the receptionist and says like, we need, you know, (laughs) I don't know why he has to go there and tell her this since he's the police chief, but he's like, I want a man outside her office. It's like, well, can you, can you send Jim? Um, can you, can you send Joey? Like, why did you have to come here and tell me that, you know, we need to be careful? Uh,
0: yeah, you could send, uh, excuse me, let me, uh, uh, Ron Mitchell. You could send Ron Mitchell. (laughs) Ex-Green
1: Beret, I'm sure. Sure. (laughs) Uh, but uh, the, he he does talk to Mr. Heidel, and uh, and Mr. Hydell uh, clenches his fists and his face goes dark. I'll tell you right now, Chief, you better find this bastard before I do, or you'll have to make two arrests. <laughs> so he's yeah. he's implying that he's going to you know just really rough up the drug dealer, but he's he's not going to not going to kill him or anything.
0: Ah, uh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's foreshadowing as well. So. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, I don't have a a, a lot for that. uh,
1: Yeah, it was, it was a, it was, when we get away from the weddings and coziness, I think they are, they're doing a bit more reaching to put themselves in these characters' minds, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chapter 14. Mm -hmm. uh, Baka (laughs) chikawam. This was part of the, uh, the fanfic. Oh yeah. uh, Real or fanfic from last time, and this, this tricked me.
1: Yeah. It is uh it's it's probably the sexiest moment we've had yet. Um we get a uh we get another conversation where we don't know who is speaking at the start of it, so that was very confusing. Mm-hmm. But then we get the car pull in and Gabe walked through the door. I was, as as I often am, overwhelmed with the reality that this gorgeous man was mine. It never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> and so you might think that like, you know, Gabe might look a little run down you know he's 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 been thinking about uh former police chief Jake he's been thinking about his wife Taylor and her brother he's he has been you know at this um they I think the guys went to the the tavern afterwards to talk about this meeting so we had a long day but Gabe comes in just like glowing and 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 ready to go
0: yeah i'm i'm trying to think of what what actor are you thinking of for Gabe
1: God. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh maybe just a uh a slightly graying John Hammer or something. I mean, we're that's what we're led to believe, right? He's just a square-jawed man's man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh younger, obviously, young Sean Connery, only uh-huh. with his kind of silvery hair.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: You know, just like suave, put together, but also muscular, tall, slim. <laughs> yeah, he's just something,
1: man. Gerald McRaney maybe, just as a uh just to put it out there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Who is the guy who, um, he was in, uh, he, he, he played the genie in that really, oh, really bad Barry Bostwick, Barry Bostwick, <laughs> young Barry Bostwick. Sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of slim and silver Fox. Right. Of, yeah. yeah.
1: Barry Bostwick in, in the uh, Pepsi twist ad where he's re- Halle Berry reveals that she's Barry Bostwick. Oh yeah. Okay. much to The guy's go. disappointment. Uh, but yeah, so they, they come in and, uh, they, they get down to business. Um, Maybe there's something about shopping for a wedding dress that makes a girl think about her guy. I ran my hand through his hair, and when he closed his eyes, I pulled him down to kiss him again. Dessert? Absolutely. Later, we were sitting at the kitchen table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then they have to say, I like when characters have to say this to themselves, like, I sure hope we don't get any visitors this evening. It's fairly obvious what we've been up to. Yeah. Like, why are you being coy with me? We just had sex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right.
1: Yeah, your uh, your mascara is smeared. Like you know, you've you've got uh, handprints on your. Uh, you know, we've got uh, you know the clothes strewn about the house. You know, Al Green is still playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not over. <laughs> yes, no, it keep going. It's the it, uh, it, the dead kids effect.
0: Yeah. So um, the loosely tied robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wearing nothing underneath. How on earth am I supposed to concentrate on Jeopardy with a naked woman sitting at the table? I mean, Connor on screen is pretty magnetic. It is. However. Look at that guy um, nail that
1: women of note category. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's high-fiving Trebek. I bet uh, you you, you would high-five Trebek if he came here, right? I would watch you high-five Trebek. Oh, look at that small talk. That's the credits roll. Yeah, oh, what do, oh, what do you think imagine. they're
0: saying? Yeah, I, To be a fly on the wall. <laughs> Open that robe a little more, baby. I,
1: I bet if you read the transcript, you wouldn't know who was talking. And it'd be confusing and that would get you hot, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but then he says, uh, since Grave has ta- traveled the world, he rarely misses a geography question. Then he told me about the meeting at the police station. Like, oh, right. <laughs> that, that whole right. thing. <laughs> that whole thing that you're devoting half of your uh, half of your attention to.
0: Oh, and then we get the things that delight me. Uh I agree. Jimmy will talk to Ellen Baker, the school superintendent. <laughs> Do we need another
1: character? <laughs> well, we you know, we get another one too. We get uh uh we get more Jim Dalen's. because um, this is this is one that I had to go back and look. Um, oh, yes,
0: this is great.
1: Gabe says, uh, hey, going off topic here for a minute. Do you know the young woman with long, dark hair who's working as a dispatcher at the police department? Sure. That's Julie Sorensen. She worked at the pizza shop, and she used to deliver here. She dated Tommy Smith in high school, but I think that's over, and it's too bad because she's a nice girl. Judy keeps in touch with her. She went to community college for two years and has applied to the state police academy. She's working at the police department until June, and then she'll begin the academy. <laughs> and so I went back and it does say like he went and asked like a uh, a a dark haired woman at the thing, but there was that was the only mention. There was no uh you know, there was no actual um interaction printed there. It just said it's something he did. So we're either uh, we've either got a, a suspect here or we have gotten one of the greatest diversions in the history of literature. I hope it's a diversion. <laughs> because, but, because it keeps this going is... Yes, yes, go on. What happened with her and Tommy? Well, from what Judy said, he's all involved in baseball at college and that's all he cares about. I take it he's moved on to other conquests. <laughs> and so the, uh, you know, I had the I have the moment right here from from what, what triggered this this lengthy digression filling us in on the backstory of Tommy Smith and Julie Sorensen. He briefly spoke to the young dispatcher at the front desk and was directed back the hall to the conference room. The young woman called him by name But Gabe couldn't quite place her. (laughs) Wow.
0: I I will point out this, though. It's very coy of her to say, do you know the young woman with long dark hair who's working as a dispatcher at the police department? Like, hey. I know the red-haired guy who might be the manager of a furniture store. I think <laughs> right, I can probably yeah. work my way through this.
1: <laughs> <Right. sighs> um, yeah, and it, you know, so is this a uh, is Gabe asking this because he's like uh, he can't get her out of his head? Like he was he was thinking about uh, you know the, the middle-aged spread was, was sucking itself back up, and and, yeah. and Miranda's hair was dark during the uh, during all this. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, all right, that's chapter fourteen.
1: Yeah, chapter fifteen. Uh, we get a, a another um, diversion to talk about the the evil guys, um, and this is yeah. Mister Smith, um, the stockbroker who works at a uh, uh, downtown Manhattan stock firm. Is this the guy that was wearing the fake mustache and going into the tavern?
0: I'm getting confused on the baddies at this point. We okay. have we have Baldy, the boss, Mister <laughs> Jones, and Mister Smith, and Martin.
1: Well, the, the, the boss, I believe, gets a kick out of calling himself Mr. Jones. Okay, so that so, one's cleared up. Okay. I was cl- I was curious whether that was a a Men in Black reference. That was uh, that was sort of how they they marketed that movie. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Baldy, no idea. Baldy was doing okay, but Martin had messed up with that little tart. <laughs> Jenny, please don't call Jenny a little tart. <laughs> I know Martin had a She's deep a affection for her. Right. Yeah. Um, but first mention of Baldy, I believe okay um but uh so uh, mr smith what what does he do he goes he he get, he makes a run to the town he steals a license plate from an old guy's car outside of like a bass pro shop Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then he 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 calls someone uh which weren't um the advanced evil guy technique uh to conceal your identity of making your voice deeper Mm -hmm. classic we've all done that we uh one time uh my so like
0: who is the sheriff yeah exactly 64 square
1: (laughs) well that was a deep voice we were never told whether that guy was affecting the deep voice oh that's true yeah that's my my friend danny still makes fun of my friend Derek about uh we went to in high school went to go uh try to see (laughs) it was back you know when when just seeing a rated r movie might be your only chance at, at, at seeing nudity Um, for a long time. So we were like 16. We went to go see The People versus Larry Flint. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Which was like mainly focused on like a, you know, legal battle. Yes. But, uh, and uh, so, um, I think we had, I don't know if if we just like hoped they wouldn't ask us if we were 17, but uh, someone went in and said one for People versus Larry Flint and then my friend Derek walked up and just went, same thing. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> to try to try to make his voice sound older, I guess. So that's uh, when Larry Flint died uh, a month or two ago. Uh, same thing; jokes were still made. Oh yes.
0: Uh, hello, old friend. Yeah, that's that's
1: his. <laughs> Martin made his voice deeper. Yeah, uh, but the person on the other line says, "What do you want? Why are you calling me? I told you I never wanted to see you again." Um, and then hey, there's no other answer, but he whispers into the phone, "I know where she works and where she lives." So. Who who are they talking about?
0: Well, it's, they're talking about Jenny, right? Okay. Where she okay. lives. But who's uh, he talking to?
1: Got it. Yep. So maybe Baldy? Um, I, I, guess is... I
0: think it's someone we've already met.
1: Okay. Okay. So
0: I think this is the secret that we're going to find out. Someone in Cutler is...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is telling them which freeway exit Culler is. <laughs> so I mean, you know, right? Yeah, that,
1: that is the, uh, the the speed at which you have to drive. So that when you toss your drugs out of the uh, window, so that, that lands right at the cushion, uh, right up against the IHOP sign. Yes. Uh so yeah, I, I, I'm suspicious about um about Tommy's ex girlfriend Julie Sorensen. I just think that's oh. a uh, she's got the inside thing. She's working at the um at the hospital, so she has that connection um been jilted by uh by her baseball obsessed boyfriend so um mate might uh might have a bit of a grudge on her shoulder about some of these other uh nerds in town
0: oh but do you think that tom wait so tommy oh tommy jilted her yes by going up to okay, college and right, moving on right. to
1: other conquests
0: gotcha all right so yeah she's got motive mm-hmm. she hates the people of the town She's got means. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got it. I think all you right. got it.
1: All right. Um, all right. So uh, we can move on. Chapter 16 is another short one. Let's do that, and then we can do some fanfic.
0: All right. Sounds good. Uh, chapter 16. I don't have many notes other than uh, Stephen Croft.
1: Yes. This is what all I alluded a to Stephen earlier.
0: Stephen Croft. What in the <laughs> hell was happening?
1: <laughs> so this was the one where I had to go back. I searched for Steve. I searched for Stephen. I searched for Croft just to see. If there was any reason I should be expected to know who this guy is over halfway through the book in chapter 16, there is not.
0: There's not. I know. I did the same thing. And I I have my extensive character list here. I don't It might not be 100% accurate because some characters don't get names. But there's no Stephen Croft. No. (laughs) But this chapter could, it should have been called then chapter 16 Stephen Croft. Right. That would be helpful.
1: (laughs) Yes. To, to introduce a character like that. But yeah, it's 100% from his expect, uh, his point of view. He, the phone rang at exactly 11 a.m., so that's a, uh, a 372 hallmark, the uh, needlessly specific times. Steven Ca- Stephen Croft was expecting the call and picked up right on time as usual. <laughs> How are you, Max? <laughs> so he's, uh, he's referencing usual behaviors by characters we've never met either. <laughs> <laughs> but this is
0: kind of the story of, of Max Ryan Jr.?
1: yes previously alluded to in the cop meeting or they alluded to max ryan senior thus implying the existence of a max ryan jr
0: right okay so yeah oh Oh, we get his full story later
1: yes, B- yes but what
0: we know about max is that he's not a bad kid he had some anger and attitude issues getting into fights vandalism and petty theft that sounds like he is a bad kid <laughs> right yeah
1: yeah that's the uh <laughs> as far as cutler's concerned that that might as well be jeffrey dahmer for what's going on in this town
0: but you get this delightful thing of uh So Max got into trouble. This is all narrated by a character we've never met, Stephen Croft, and then uh, he he just claimed he was trying to help Jeff Huntley, (laughs) a character we've never met. (laughs) Steve shrugged. So we've got Steve, Max, Jeff Huntley. It's just unbelievable, right? So it's so hard to keep track of <laughs> superintendent baker is mentioned
1: <laughs> but but they give you some details about this so it's easy to keep up and the details are insane max uh is getting this assignment dangled in front of him so that he can then join the military which in this town obviously makes sense because you can't be ex-military until you have been in the military so um he wants to join the the rank of cutler ex-military guys but he's currently working at a cleveland jiffy lube um But hasn't told his mom where he is. Uh, You get the sense that he is on parole. um, And he is currently sending Stephen Croft a card every Friday with money inside. Stephen then puts it in an envelope with the type address and no return address so that the only uh, postmark she sees is Cutler PA. And there is absolutely no explanation given for that madness.
0: (laughs) But gives it to his mom.
1: He gives it to max uh max junior's mom yes
0: yes and um, then um so then we get this this is great so already your head is spinning with who are these people <laughs> uh so keep in mind we have uh jimmy the chief we have jim marshall who i believe has been mentioned okay and then uh give me, she'll have some samples and as soon as we uh, had the time and date i'll run those down to james kelly and he'll print a couple hundred my god we'll get them up all over town and i've got a call into dan myers from the chronicle
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is uh, i mean this is a
1: tiny chapter and I, my head is spinning yeah it's a uh it's it's richard scary's busy town i suppose yeah uh, but like it, it, you know, to bring her up yet again, it's it's Lisa's mom being like that jerk Harold called, and we're like, do we know who he is? Is he, is he someone we've met? Like, and she lay, lays out his whole backstory of trying to like get her house in the divorce or something.
0: Well, I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna call it. It's Dan Myers from the Chronicle who's who's causing the drug epidemic. Oh wow, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I- like shipping the drugs with like newspapers, um, tied up. You know, the, I think that's part of, of it but like, also you know,
0: he's just yeah he's he's posing as a, a reporter he's got access to everything yeah yeah as he, a
1: reporter you got to get in, in on and off the interstate no one would think twice about that incredibly suspicious act of of of, of exiting onto the interstate like come right.
0: on and he was rejected as a, he wanted to be a novelist but he could, couldn't make it because cutler you know our, the our, small town held him down
1: was he a real estate novelist or
0: <laughs> never had time
1: for a wife oh no. well yeah so his his, yeah. his his wife heard about the murder and also died <laughs> right uh i just am, i'm worried by by max jr sending his his hard-earned um lube job money through the mail risky in the first place and then this guy puts it in an envelope with no return address on it and sends it to his mom like some of these payments must go missing Oh well, do you think he's skimming? Uh, yeah, I think there's a very good chance. Steve you, uh, Croft, Max Junior's like, "Hey, my mom never got that money." He's like, "Well, I mailed it. And I, you know, you're the one who wanted to do this insane scheme to keep your uh, Cleveland residency uh, a secret from her." Well, it is a perfect
0: crime because she's not in contact with him. He'll never know whether the money's getting to her. So yeah,
1: right. He right.
0: could put it in an envelope with no postmark on it and never send her a single time, <laughs> Apparently, right. <laughs> I mean, that's just. Uh, Oil and lube money uh you know he's he's spending that oil and lube cash, and no one cares right right
1: hey yeah how how much money do you think he's getting <laughs> he's sending her every week from that a uh... <laughs> portion of his oil and lube thing he is I, renting a room somewhere it says he's got to buy groceries thirty eight dollars right <laughs> mom his treasures every dollar <laughs> yes. um all right, well, lots of characters, lots of action, lots of drama, and let's see if we can uh, if our listeners are able to to convey all that to you in 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 terms of trying to fool you with their uh, artfully crafted fanfic. Can I not bet they my flow switch and troll it tell me what to right. I bought some fan fiction. Can they just be happy? I no longer have to face eviction that I'm living on my life. I'm living on my in. Oh, fresh off 3 of 5 last week. Yeah, hey Dale. You, you take those victories when you get it. It's like batting average. Yeah confidence
0: level low i have to admit
1: (laughs) uh well we've got some good ones people have have stepped up their game i I like that logic is facing the eviction in that uh In that song, you might have Max Jr. facing eviction for sending too much money to his mom in unmarked envelopes. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so these are going to be five segments that are either coming from later in the book, The Quilters Push Back, or they might be fan fiction written by our uh, devoted listeners, um, many of whom are our Patreon supporters. We did a fun Patreon event last week. We watched My my Jeopardy! loss.
0: That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that.
1: It was uh, was eye-opening to me because I was, you know, A, I was like, I did it a little better than I thought. But also the the guy who, who won did a lot worse than I remembered. He he missed multiple like daily doubles and $2,000 questions. And that was the only really reason it was close.
0: <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten how uh, close you were. Yep. I think when you, when you reported it, you're like, yeah, kind of, you know, second round I was you know, close. And then
1: I got kind of blown away. But uh, yeah. it, was, you know, it was it was tense. That's why you play the whole game. That's right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, the Patreon is at patreon.com slash 372pages, and, uh, you know, get in on that because it's, uh, we we do crazy stuff like that every now and then, and you get every episode early, and uh, we pay more attention when you send in your fanfic if you're one of those guys. (laughs) Uh, A lot more. Uh, Yeah. Here is uh, number one. After lunch at the Kelly Room, meatloaf and mashed potatoes, yum, I received a call from my good friend Mary Milner. Miranda, my little Brian has been arrested by the police, she sobbed. I used to babysit Brian when he was a baby, so I was shocked to hear that he would ever do anything to get in trouble with the law. Dear Lord, what happened? Mary continued to sob. Grace O'Sullivan, the music teacher, caught him injecting himself with a needle of something in class. She thought it was heroin, so she called the police and they brought him in for questioning. Well, was it heroin? No, luckily it wasn't. I could hear Mary blowing her nose. Brian stole some of Gordon's insulin and injected himself in front of his pals. He says he was just trying to impress them. Oh, Miranda, what am I going to do? I'm worried he's going to be sent to a juvenile detention center. I can't let them take away my Brian.
0: Oh, I love it, but I think it's fanfic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very good. I hope Gordon is okay. He's uh, yeah. missing a, a vial. Here is number two I wiped the oatmeal cookie crumbs off my fingers and answered the phone before it went to the machine. Hello? Miranda, this is Max. I was hoping I could get a hold of Gabe, and he's not answering his phone. I glanced over at Gabe asleep in his recliner and smiled. Just a moment. I covered the receiver and nudged the recliner with my foot. Gabe, Max Ryan Sr. is on the phone for you. Gabe gave a startled jerk and looked sleepily over as I handed the phone to him. Hey, Max, working hard? The smile on Gabe's face disappeared as I heard Max's deep tone. Oh, no, Gabe whispered when Max was done. Oh, poor Queenie. Yes, I'll be right there. I was suddenly on my feet looking for my purse. What happened? Max went over to finally install that birdhouse for Queenie. He had to take down one of the older ones for repair, and inside he found a cache of drugs. I gasped. What? How? Gabe shook his head. Drug dealers have drop spots where they leave drugs or money for their network that they think no one else will find. I guess they didn't know Queenie's penchant for updating her birdhouses.
0: Hmm. Well, a lot of that checks out. Um... And he, he, she heard a deep voice on the other end of the line.
1: The deep voice of Max Ryan Senior,
0: deep yeah, tone, that, deep tone. Yeah, that could have been a drug dealer though, disguising <laughs> his
1: voice. No, it's a known tactic. Um, yeah.
0: When did we? We just had a a, a birdhouse,
1: right, in the last uh, last book? Uh, yeah, I think that someone it must have been her, like trying to to update it or something. Maybe she mentioned that at the meeting when they asked what she did over the holidays. I think.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where the birdhouse was. Okay, that's why I think it's fanfic. Oh. I think it's referencing that birdhouse and trying to lure me in.
1: <laughs> All right, number three. There must be the whole town here and then some. Sad the dead get so much attention when the living need it more to steer away from evil. Are you cold? Gabe put his big arm around me, half bear hug style. This line is going to be forever. The ladies are going to help with the potluck. Maybe I'll go and help with the potluck too. People will be bringing those kids, and those Kool Aid tycoons will be a handful once things start. You give Archie and Janet one of those hugs from me, okay? Gabe gave me a bigger squeeze, honey, you must be half human because you are at least half angel. I reached up to pinch his cheek and patted it to cover patted it to cover for it. What to say to that?
0: Oh my goodness, <laughs> well, oh boy, that was sparse enough on details that uh I'm gonna say it's that one's real,
1: okay. Ah, number four. He shook his head and smiled slightly at the man approaching his window. He knew he'd been lucky for a long time, but that time was up. The boss would never let him see a courtroom, and he couldn't do prison. He wasn't made for it. He closed his eyes and allowed himself one moment to envision that beach on Antigua that had seemed so close. Then he reached under the seat, pulled out his gun, and put it to the side of his head. No, Dom yelled. Smith, still smiling, Looked in his direction before pulling the trigger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's tantalizing because I want that to be... I'll, I'll say it's real just because I want it to be real.
1: All right. All right. Number five. Miranda slipped into her quilted slippers and stepped out into the converted sun porch. She giggled to herself every time she put on her quilted slippers to go work on a quilt. But despite being well insulated, the sun porch floor was chilly sometimes and she needed them. The porch had been added to the house by a previous owner and had initially been too drafty for them to trust the precious machines and fabric out there, but Gabe had replaced the windows and flooring, sealing up all the cracks and making it in a perfect sewing oasis. The sun streamed in and Mandy wriggled her toes in her quilted slippers and ran her fingers over the stack of fabric she had pulled for her own wedding quilt. She and Gabe had debated whether it was gauche to make their own wedding quilt, but they couldn't resist the challenge of attempting a traditional double wedding ring design and the quilt itself would be a symbol of both their deep affection and good working relationship.
0: <laughs> that is cozy as hell. Um, <laughs> Toes, wiggling. Right. Toes wiggling. Toes wiggling in quilted slippers. I'm <laughs> going to say fanfic.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I believe, oh man, I think you're going to, think you're going to be pleased here. All right. Uh, number one, was uh, Meatloaf and Mashed Potatoes. The guy, uh, uh, sorry, um, Brian injecting himself with his brother Gordon's insulin. Uh, you said fanfic. That was fanfic written by mm-hmm. Tris. I did like Gordon as a name, as an off-camera character.
0: It was very good. I think there was a Marion too, and a <laughs> yes. piano teacher. Whatever,
1: <laughs> Mary Milner. Uh, yeah. Number two, uh, that was uh, Gabe getting a phone call from a deep-voiced Max Ryan Sr. in the Birdhouse. You said fanfic. That was fanfic written by Cynthia. Nice. <laughs> Number three, uh, this was uh this was them going to a meeting or something, a line forever, people bringing their kids and those Kool-Aid tycoons. Very, yeah. very confusing. You were half human, you were at least half angel. You said real, that was fanfic written by Marie.
0: Ah, dang it.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, that that sweet talking gabe is a uh, it's it's spot on. Yeah. Uh number number 4, this was the uh the boss, the beach on Antigua, the gun at at his head before pulling the trigger. You said real. That is real from later in the book. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is Woo-hoo! submitted by Tommy. We get a Dom coming in. That's exciting. <laughs> yes.
0: No, Dom's the uh drug guy. He uh, he's already in here.
1: Oh, crap. Dom Dominic. Is, he's yeah, is yeah. he a good guy or
0: uh Dominic D'Angelo He's the drug task force guy.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. From yeah, from, yeah, from upstate. Uh yeah. and then uh the last one was the quilted slippers were wiggling their toes, knitting their own wedding quilt. Uh, you said fanfic, and that was indeed fanfic submitted by Amanda. So four for five this week. Yes. Yeah. Not bad. That'll though, raise the... them up there. All yeah, right.
0: the average goes up. Holy cow. <laughs>
1: um, well done, everybody. Those were uh, those were cozy. They were dramatic. Um, not, not super sexy, but uh, maybe, I guess we can't have any next time. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Dang.
0: <laughs> I want it to go on. I know.
1: Um all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's get back to the, the the narrative here because there's a lot more. Um, we, we're we're going to have a meeting, so we we, we got to get to that excitement. All right. Chapter 17 uh, begins with Jimmy racing to the hospital. Uh, this <laughs> the,
0: Jim Marshall, the insurance guy. Uh,
1: Jimmy, police chief Jimmy. Don't <laughs> okay. know the uh, James, the print guy. I don't believe it oh, is. I believe okay. it's <laughs> <laughs> um, big Jim. Uh, what my what my uh, nephew calls my dad. No, it was a. Uh, let's see, Jimmy. It's pretty much his book at this point in time because I didn't mention it, but the last chapter, where Steve was talking about getting his cards of money from Max Junior and forwarding him to his mom, that was conveyed by Steve telling that story to Jimmy. Oh, okay. Gosh. So, <laughs> so we've sort of it's it's like the psycho thing where it becomes, uh, you know, the, the the second story a third of the way through the book. Right. Right. But uh, so, yeah, Jimmy is, is is racing to the hospital because he's going to go check in on a girl who was brought there by her boyfriend. So it's uh, statistically that's the third OD this week. So everything is uh, you know, right as they expect. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for for the cozy mystery, it does. We, we get some good uh, further tragedy. And I want to I want to issue your first Sonic challenge of the book.
0: Oh, great. Okay. I hope it involves Penny Lehman.
1: So Jimmy took the woman's hand gently. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the doctor. The doctor comes out. There's a uh, distraught-looking couple. He took the woman's hand gently. I'm sorry. We did everything that we could. She was too weak. The woman collapsed to the floor, sobbing. No, no, no. Oh, God. Please, no with five O's. (laughs) The last sound she made was like the cry of a wounded animal okay
0: all right i'm just gonna
1: text you that just so you can see exactly how it's written i've
0: got it here i pulled it up
1: yeah all right <laughs> were you gonna well, give that one to me i hope i uh, preempted flaps
0: it. to the floor if bridget were here i'd just obviously have her come in and do that <laughs> right. wow i see talk about something professional yeah that if video existed mourner. would be just like you know
1: i would rather see that video than um the day the clown cried or whatever at this point <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. So here the quirk of it is no, no, no. And then it's capital. Oh, God, mm-hmm. in the middle of a sentence. Okay. So <laughs> o is capital. So I'm going to give that some emphasis. Oh, and then it's comma. And then the no is capitalized as well.
1: Yeah, but no I exclamation to, mark. So
0: no exclamation point. Okay, so that's important. All right. Those three things I used to do in my script, you do do beats of your acting and you'd sort of like do it like it was a, a musical score. Mm-hmm. like here's here's my emotion here. Okay, so now I've got the beats figured out. Here we go. I'm going to have to back off the mic, of course.
1: Please, thank so, you my ears.
0: Yes. All right, I'm pushing the mic far away from me. No. 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 Oh god, please. No.
1: What with the uh the wounded dog there like a guy just I went with been, the dog. kicked a mangy cur off his porch or something.
0: The animal was unspecified. <laughs> right. I think that was coyote that I was doing.
1: Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are nasty. Yeah. Well done. Well done. And this uh it, it tracks with what Jimmy thinks cuz you know, Jimmy in his in his uh just uh, kindly nature, the 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 long hand of the law is here to comfort and to wipe out this thing. Jimmy thought he had never heard anything so pathetic in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. Right. Um, which, you know, triggers a reaction that, uh, you know, well, if, if, he, if he indicated that on his face, if he was just like sneering at the uh, the woman who just learned that her daughter died, it might warrant uh, what happens next a bit more.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, this is obviously... I'm trying to think of the movie that inspired this moment. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a little bit of Jaws in it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Slapping uh yeah. Sheriff Brody like Mrs. you Kintner. knew and yeah, yeah Mrs. <laughs> Kittner. <laughs> I don't want to have that little Kittner boy spill out on the dock. <laughs> Terrible line. Uh yeah, so he uh the father punches Jimmy.
1: Yeah. With one rotten
0: bastard, this is your fault. How many kids will die, huh? How many? <laughs> <laughs> so he gets handcuffed and then there's this, uh, this is obviously the theatrical moment, the, the cinema moment. No. Jimmy stood and wiped the trickle of blood from the corner of his mouth. Let him alone. He's entitled. Yeah. He, tur- he turned and walked outside into the pouring rain <laughs> and looked straight up, hoping everyone would assume it was rain running down his face. And it was Partly. Partly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's your that's your serious drama he's is it blood they're referring to tears Let, that is i think nonsense? it was
0: tears yeah he he's cr- he's crying for the lost and i'm trying to picture because up to this point jimmy chief jimmy i assumed was someone promoted over his head or something you know mm-hmm. not a very super dignified name i'm sorry to all the Jimmys out there <laughs>
1: right well in some but, professional context you got to just you got to suck it up and uh and go with yeah. the james or something
0: yeah. So anyway, I just I wasn't picturing Jimmy as you know. Now it's like it's Clint Eastwood, Jimmy right? Clint Eastwood.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. So he the the pol- police chief gets punched directly in the face, and he says, "No, let let him go." He's he's able to, which might you know that just might you, you got to use foresight with this because if word gets out that that's open season on uh, punching the police chief in the face just because your kid dies, you might have people lining up to do that. Right. I mean, there has been you know eighty ODs over the past six months, so.
0: Yeah, he's just like rubbing his chin, going, oh boy, another one? <laughs> this, is, this is becoming a habit. Uh, but here's another the, it's the inception moment or the, I, the writing style that I can't get used to. So there's that theatrical moment. He looks up into the and hopes that nobody sees him crying and uh-huh. bleeding, whatever. And then the next paragraph, just, I mean, it's not even separated at all.
1: Gabe's phone rang. So, like where are we what yeah. I, What's they, happening? they pass it off to the next person and they uh, and they're writing a book like we did uh exercise, I guess so
0: <laughs> so then we just immediately i you know again, it's called uh, erroneously called a smash cut mm-hmm. every every cut is a smash cut, yes it cuts to something right. else right. But, um but this one just to a different location, we're just in the middle of this scenario, and then like boom, Gabe's phone rang right. Okay, did it ring in Jimmy's pocket? Like, does, does, he, does he have
1: Gabe's phone? Yeah, the water damage sort of from the rain slash tears triggered a uh, erroneous dial or something. I guess so.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's just a weird thing to get used to. Like,
1: oh, we're in a different place now. All right, there we are. And I liked it when it says that. It says Gabe's phone rang. It was unusually late in the evening. Everyone in town knows we retire early. And I just have to assume that's, a, uh, that's something that's said with just extreme air quotes by everyone in town.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, these are the same people who didn't tell the uh, dead sheriff he was fat. So. Right,
1: true. Yeah, yeah. There's just uh, they, they, the uh, Hathaways have their windows open all the time. They're just going at it like wounded animals. But everyone in town just sort of—it's like that little boy on the Twilight Zone. You just don't say anything and think happy thoughts, so they don't—they uh, <laughs> don't do something to you, right? But uh, so he, Gabe goes to the hospital. He he gets the scoop from Jimmy because now he's he's part of this tax task force. And when he comes back. Um, it says, Miranda says, he showed up a little after two. He quietly stripped down and crawled into bed. I slid over and wrapped my arm around his waist. I could sense that now wasn't the time to talk. He was clearly emotionally exhausted. Do We all know what happens when Gabe is emotionally exhausted. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, but then we get the delightful line, uh, we know that nothing's happening cuz he says tomorrow period and then uh no caps was all he said before he closed his eyes <laughs> so it's just
1: <laughs> tomorrow yeah yeah we're getting some good uh, noir moments here just uh yeah
0: everybody's yeah. becoming clint eastwood or uh yeah uh, Bogey. uh
1: you know no one is yet 3 days from retirement though i'll give them that
0: that's true yeah um, but yeah, it, the problems of uh, two people who like to watch Jeopardy and do it don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world.
1: <laughs> they just must be lucky that none of their kids are here to uh, to fall victim to the drug menace. But yes. but 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 this was very curious to me. I uh, Gabe says, "Here's the thing, Miranda. These pills are real. It's not like there's a killing fog here that comes and goes." <laughs> And so I just immediately, I would give anything to read book, book eight in the series, The Cutler Quilting Guild versus the Mysterious Killing Fog. <laughs> <laughs> she goes
0: full John Carpenter in one of her books. Yeah, it would be, be amazing. Great. Yeah, it just turns yeah. you
1: inside out. It dissolves your skin. Like um, it's released when you, uh, you know, it's released when someone goes bankrupt on Wheel of Fortune. So they're, they're watching that and someone spins that and they're like, no, no, seal up the windows. Yeah, but the pills she's talking about
0: uh, that are not a killing fog, just to be clear. A lot of you out there are thinking, was it a killing fog right? that killed Penny Lehman? No, <laughs> they were pills. But anyway, it was uh, the fact that we get the full name, Penny Layman. We both knew her parents from before she was born. I'd been at their wedding. Diane knew the girl from high school, so... Again, you pull in a character, give her a name, and kill her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe her parents' wedding was not uh, small and intimate, and that's the price she had to pay.
0: Exactly. Uh, The (laughs) sins of the fathers. Yes, I will
1: give you an elaborate wedding, but I will call in my price 20 years from now on your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) The monkey paw. Right. Hey, it's worth it for this uh, nine-piece Motown band. Everyone's going to be getting funky.
0: Uh, yeah, so that chapter ends with uh, each of these losses was tearing a small piece of the heart out of our small town. My God. You got to tear, tear up that freeway, man. <laughs> uh, they were personal. We were hurting. Dot, dot, dot. We were angry. Yeah.
1: All right. Get the Arming sock full montage. of quarters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, boards with nails in it. It's going to be exciting. Knitting needles. I mean, those could be purposed, I guess, as a... Exactly. Uh, uh yeah. chapter 18 is uh a lot about uh poster design and distribution. We get a lot uh, of
0: I like to call it the Braxton Jonathan Bartlett chapter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the world's biggest baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, uh he he was uh his mom uh, Brittany, was, Brittany was her mom the Spitfire yeah yep. the uh the the slim drink of water she couldn't have weighed more than a hundred pounds herself but this uh, eight pound eight ounce baby's twenty eight inches long and no one can believe this but uh, she's doing just fine I guess so
0: Brittany doesn't weigh mo- much more than a hundred pounds yeah at, at full pregnancy at nine months
1: yeah it sounds unhealthy. <laughs>
0: All right. Okay. I mean, she's she's we, I guess. But yeah. uh, it would have been. But a, anyway, uh, I hope that's that new at some character. point
1: the former police chief and her were taking pictures together, like, um, you know, like in those Guinness Book of World Records, where it's like this couple is the uh, <laughs> the most difference yeah. between their weight.
0: Yeah. So we get that joyous announcement, and then it's just poster distribution. Mm-hmm. Brittany's going to put it up is five it is granular. Posters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Brittany takes
1: five posters to put up at daycare and playground. Uh, Diane takes ten posters and is going to put them at the high school, the YMCA, and a few other places she knew local kids hung out. <laughs> Diane has also indicated that she will call if she needs more posters.
0: Yeah, uh, two hundred posters at the police station. <laughs> remaining one hundred. Uh, William volunteered to, to go pick up posters.
1: <laughs> the poster printer is not charging a fee. He, he wants this to be his contribution.
0: Um, a little uh. Shout out to you, by the way uh, I called the chief and got his permission for Lucy To put up a notice on the group page uh, yes. Jimmy was excited So Jimmy, who's still nursing that uh, You know, swollen jaw mm-hmm. Maybe black eye, who knows And he mentioned he hadn't thought of that <laughs> But it was a great idea <laughs> To to uh, sound the alarm about drugs On a, uh, on a, a local uh, Facebook page, whatever
1: Yeah, Cutler Chats
0: Lucy and I each got a high five from Janie.
1: There we go. Hi, Connor. (laughs) High five. Is it one word as it is in here? Oh, man. I don't think I've ever used the hyphen here, but, uh, you know, I admire the spirit of it.
0: Yeah. So it's just one word all jammed together. High five.
1: Yeah. Maybe it was inspired by my uh, Trebek high five. Yeah. Um, I like that they had to get the police chief's permission to post something on their local next door page you know like <laughs> he's like my god like this is this is what's gonna do me and like uh like what did jake in if people keep calling me to ask to post this you could post it yes some guy posted that he thought he saw a suspicious looking squirrel on there like post away <laughs> yes
0: here's the thing i'm really glad they made clear by the way uh janey working at the front desk while william shelved in the stacks, said. I've seen that people put all kinds of things on it. It's not an online yard sale. There's another site for that
1: <laughs> okay again okay. you. twenty eighteen you're you're still like <laughs> one using the term online yard sale, but just explaining that sites like this exist to people oh,
0: it's unbelievable
1: uh but yeah, so they're hanging up uh, posters around college campus um and they are they are she's. Uh, Concerned because it, the community college felt to me like the center of the problem. It was far enough out of town that our small police force couldn't keep the dealers from dropping in off the interstate and escaping the same way. Um, so, again, no real sense of what's going on here. If it is a town of 3,000, um, I, I don't know what to expect the community college would be sized at, but it has to be, you know, uh, maybe roughly the same size as a, as, a, as a small-town high school. Yeah, I would— I think so,
0: yeah. But she said earlier that most people, here it is, is—the uh, our local newspaper is published once a week. That's how most people get their news and find out what's happening in town. <laughs> so I, I'm going to assume I'm going to be charitable, and she means the news that's happening in their town, not... They don't wait for the local newspaper once a week right, yeah. to find out whether there was a terrorist attack. Yeah.
1: Well, in- Gabe, did you see this? The the president was assassinated last Thursday. That's, <laughs> huh. I think that someone would have called us in a deep voice about that. That's huh.
0: very peculiar.
1: No one posted about it on Cutler Chats. Um, I guess
0: that, yeah, I guess that's why they're puzzled by uh, the fact that their uh, yard sale, online yard sale things are not the same as Cutler Chats. <laughs> it is still you know, reading a newspaper once a week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Once you sort of lapse into the cozy verse and embrace that as your aesthetic, the existence of the Internet, you know, does a lot to... Um, detract from you know coziness you know like
0: yeah it's like phone you know cell phones ruining movies right you yes know? You, you have to you know everyone has to go we're, we're not getting a signal
1: okay. <laughs> right. right but later on you have these 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 you know elderly women parked outside CD bars and it's like no we've got you know we've got a, a wi-fi camera we can <laughs> we don't no one needs yeah. to risk their own hide to uh to, to track these guys down
0: so our uh our heroine gets um sorry i didn't mean Heroin, the drug, you know, the heroine. Gets back to book sniffing, and uh, (laughs) she name drops uh, Laura Childs Mm -hmm. and Cleo Coyle. Yeah. Uh, I did something unusual. I looked them up. Oh, wow. Have you, uh, did you look them
1: up? I didn't, and I I did not even surmise whether they were real or not. Are they real?
0: Oh, they are very real. (laughs) They are part... (laughs) They are uh, in the Cozyverse.
1: Okay. Oh, are they notable authors or are they just like people that she's like, uh, you know, name dropping as a, you know, a web ring type of thing? Uh,
0: name drop in a web ring. Wow. But, however, there are 23 books in the Laura Childs uh, catalog. Wow. There are 18 In the first Cleo Coil series But then she has another series That she's launched after that uh, The Haunted Bookshop series There are eight of those
1: Wow, so they pretty much started writing in January (laughs) Yes
0: (laughs) Wow, Uh, all right yeah, uh hang on, let me uh you vamp and I'll look up the Laura Childs because I think they're pretty pretty good the the, the subject. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I wonder if this is like we talked about with my sister's uh Instagram account, Lil Rue the Maltipoo, once again if you are a notable, you know, dog Instagram account, um uh, the way that you sort of try to get more followers is you comment on other dogs accounts being like love this pic or you, you know, you tag it. So I I wonder if there's just the uh that sort of sucking up to other authors by 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 putting their names in your book
0: it must be uh, okay i got the page up now um so the the tea shop mystery nice right? the 22 in in those and here's a couple of the titles haunted hibiscus <laughs> lavender lavender blue murder twisted tea christmas twisted shooters. tea like the boozy drink i guess so wow uh, here's one that oh she has another series I didn't even notice this a Cackleberry Club mystery book nine is called all right. Egg Shooters okay a uh, broken bone china mumbo gumbo murder that's a scrap <laughs> scrapbooking
1: mystery scrapbooking cozies all Holy right
0: cra- all right so Laura Childs is just a syndicate of people <laughs> writing. <laughs> Writing books, a silver needle murder. That's a tea shop, tea shop, tea shop. The other one is a coffee shop. Oh my! And then a haunted bookstore.
1: Mother of God! <laughs> they're all I mean, they're all richer than we could imagine. I
0: mean, literally, the sun does not set on Laura Child's kingdom. I'm going down the page, and it's just endless.
1: But it they're not really puns. It seems on. like they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not going that tactic.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You did not see guilt trip. G I L T. Oh, oh, a scrapbooking mystery book. God, 11.
1: not a fan of that. <laughs> oh, you
0: did not see Steeped in Evil. Got a me. tea shop mysteries book. Fifteen.
1: Oh, have you no glitter decency, bomb. ladies?
0: Glitter bomb. Uh, glitter bomb. A scrapbooking mystery.
1: There's bombings taking place in these.
0: Alright, I'll 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 give you the title and you tell me whether it's a tea shop mystery or a scrapbooking mystery.
1: I'm not up on my scrapbooking terms.
0: Or a cackleberry club mystery.
1: I don't know what cackleberries are.
0: It has something to do with eggs. What do you
1: call <laughs> So they just they are backyard chickens is its own genre now?
0: Alright. Devonshire Scream. The uh, tea. That's a tea shop, yeah. Sir, sure, sir. Sure. Sounds sounds British. Uh Agony of the
1: Leaves. <laughs> tea. Okay. Is that uh, Agony of Defeat? That's tortured. Uh, eggs on Ice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you spoiled that one. Cackleberry? <laughs>
0: Sorry, that's Cackleberry. All right, finally, Pico Most Poison. Uh, is that a scrapbooking term? Ah, I fooled you. Pico is a T. Ah. Ah, gotcha. All right, there we go. That's Laura whatever.
1: All right, well, I hope that those authors reciprocate this. You can't just be... Uh, you know, given those shout outs and uh, not letting this author uh, appear in your book.
0: I'm sure that was the intention and I hope that it, we'll we'll have to see whether that's true. Yeah. So if any uh, listener out there could read all of the Laura <laughs> Child and Cleo Coyle mysteries, both the coffee house mysteries and the um uh tea shop and the haunted bookshop. Series. Yes.
1: Please just yeah. take take one for the team, report back whether these uh these uh, any of the three authors of this appear in them.
0: Appreciate it, thanks We'll send you a t-shirt All right.
1: Uh, Only other thing that happens here is that uh, Gabe takes uh, Miranda to lunch at Billy's Which is a local institution that only serves pork and beef barbecue on a Kaiser roll No frills Indeed,
0: yeah, go to hell, pork and sauerkraut
1: (laughs) And it's it's, it's very confusing Because we just did have pork and sauerkraut on New Year's Day But she says, I know, barbecue in January But honestly, it's that good so there's just a, a, a strict regimen of of appropriate foods for appropriate time of years observed in Cutler. And, uh, you know, I think she's just sort of um, it's between her and Gabe that they're doing this in January.
0: Uh, this this would be a thing I, I should have uh, gone to the dark web to see if someone had done a recreation of it. But she makes clear that they do not speak until they had eaten every morsel and wiped their face <laughs> so that would be a del- that'd be a great right yes yeah it's that, like seven minutes of both gabe
1: and miranda going <laughs> she starts pausing. to speak he holds up a finger as he just shoves the rest of the sandwich in <laughs> and then and then when they do speak when they do speak it's penny layman and her throat tightens because oh right the dead kids <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i mean so yeah town of three thousand obviously like uh, a smaller town than I've ever lived in, but like the death of one kid would probably be something that would keep people up at night, <laughs> let alone something right. an ongoing pandemic, but they're just wolfing things down, banging after jeopardy, like just, uh, you know, <laughs> selectively, uh, caring about this. It's, it's quite a life they're living. Uh,
0: priorities, man. You yeah. got to eat your, uh, I know barbecue in January. It's bizarre. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but then it turns out that, that, uh, Penny, they believe got drugs from someone at the high school and it took a moment for what he had just said to sink in. And when I did, it realized things were much worse than we knew much, much worse. Yeah. So that's sort of, I guess it didn't occur to her that high schoolers also might want the drugs that the, you know, community college kids are, I mean, that's, that's the best arrangement a high schooler has, you know, a 19 year old who just started going to community college and they can get you beer and, and drugs. Like yeah, it's, right. a, it's a it's a clear a clear funnel, so I'm not sure why that hadn't occurred to her yet.
0: Oh, but now we get to the meat of it. Oh, yeah. This this is a pretty good chapter. So, what we're asked to believe here is that um, uh, posters were put up, which mm-hmm. was made clear in the previous chapters, um, distributed around, and uh, imagine yourself in 2018 in a town of three thousand, just okay. off the interstate. Seeing a poster that says uh, a drug rally at the high school. We hope you'll attend because uh, Dominic D'Angelo, <laughs> a member of the governor's task force, will be there. Uh, Sandy Tressler and uh, the mayor and Jimmy Hayes will be there as well. As well as Dr. Chris Walker, <laughs> chief of staff at the Community General Hospital, will be speaking. Uh, there's, there's no booze being served. Or right. there's, there's not a meal or anything. It's just... Just go to the auditorium and listen to this. Your response?
1: The only possible way is if I had misread it and thought it was a rally where the drugs were being provided. Yes. You know, like, oh, sweet, like a a smoke out or something. Like, I'm in. Weird place to have it at the school. But, uh, and you walk in with your bong and are like, ah, and you slowly back out the door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cutler's a different kind of town because Saturday night, the school. Saturday night! Was packed, <laughs> and I'm not too humble to say it was due at least partly to my trusty guild, guild team. The town was plastered with posters.
1: It's, uh, you know, I, I suppose it's like any small town in a movie or something. You can just, uh, you just imply that they're all there and have nothing else to do, and uh, that means people will turn out. I mean, that happens on The Simpsons all the time when you need a, a meeting or something. So. Like, everyone shows up. <laughs> Man.
0: But, but think about it in real life. Uh, if, there, if there are 12 people there, I'd be shocked.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've seen videos every now and then, a, a particular small town town council meeting gets um, distributed online, and you see the, the type of how stultifyingly dull these meetings are, <laughs> and the type yeah. of weirdo who has the time on their hands to want to attend them. <laughs> oh,
0: it's amazing.
1: But posters, uh, I mean, you know, who knows? These, these must be some really clever posters. I don't think they said what was on them. Maybe they did the... Uh, you know, just had a, had a picture of, you know, some some models or something, and then just had, like, you know, very small text, like, now that we've got your attention, come to our meeting. Um, models will not be in attendance type of thing.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We'd, we'd have to ask uh, James Kelly, the printer, <laughs> who is not Jim, nor is he J- Jimmy. Jimmy the chief. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, Well, yeah. So Dr. Walker uh, has a PowerPoint presentation. Um, He has two years worth of data that translated into wrecked human lives, Cutler lives. We were left with no doubt that drug dealing and drug use were spiking.
0: Uh,
1: There have been three ODs a week for six months. Like, I, I, I guess that's news to some people here, but it was like, I guess, yeah. I guess uh, you know Mrs. Kittner has been wearing black for a while now. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, the high school football team is—you know—they had a—they had—they had two guys on the field last weekend. That makes a lot more sense now. Uh, but, and
0: and we get the exactly as you'd expect. We get the kind of the dragnet drug thing. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. you young kids, you teeny boppers, you think you can come in here and just you know do this MDMA street name X ecstasy Molly. <laughs> And this is uh, the Hayes is doing the main issue is that ecstasy can be made to look like anything vitamins candies whatever it can be any color and have a cartoon character on it It can be used (laughs) as a date rape drug (laughs) on and on
1: yeah Uh, they're just informing people about the existence of this drug like that's these people are having their eye open to that at this point in time
0: yes and then but he gets so Chris he gets tough here he pointed a finger at the audience you are the key talk to your kids. I don't mean when they are playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> Find a quiet time, look them in the eye, and tell them that this is not a game. Uh, and this is critical. And then, and then he ends with this, which I, this is fantastic. There is a saying on the street: "Snitches get stitches and wind up in ditches." Yes. <laughs> we will keep anything you tell us confidentially. And then, there's been a lot of voice lowering in this. Oh yeah. He lowered his. He lowered his voice and leaned into the mic. Do you want your child to be next? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, uh he's he's essentially giving the uh the the old pinched face guy in reefer madness. Like he's Yes,
0: he's just railing into the mic and and the response we get it from the crowd. Do you have it there? I've got yeah. it.
1: Someone started shouting, "Push out the pushers." Everyone joined in the chant.
0: <laughs> yep. No more. No more. Push out the pushers. No way. Absolutely not. So this is going over gangbusters.
1: Yeah, it's not a very catchy, uh catchy chant, but somehow it just it catches on. Like you you have ever tried to start the wave at a game or like, you know, get a na 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 going? When it doesn't catch on, the worst feeling in the world. You just look like a big idiot. <laughs> and right. so that, the guy I'm sure that did uh push out the pushers did not expect it to get that kind of traction
0: no it's 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 going great uh the crowd is responding well I, it was so so odd though that i i i did have to uh I, I went to the dark web
1: oh wow i earlier you said you were wish you had gone to it so i assumed that meant there were, you had not gone to the dark web at oh, all i wish session. i had gone to it twice okay yes, that's, right. what I, God. that's what I meant. all that. right well phew i wasn't expecting something though that's that's a relief good uh, and it turns
0: out that uh, there is. This is an edited the sisters and is it sister in law? Uh, perhaps. Yeah, they had an original draft that expounded upon this moment.
1: This had a first draft. This is not. Wow, that's stunning. Yeah, this is no. This is you know this, this is, is professionally the editing edited. process. Oh, because right, she did say my trusty guilt guilt in this same chapter. So I guess yes. the editor was sleeping on that one. Right.
0: <laughs> cool. Uh, All right. But, yeah, and so. Uh, uh, so that book is out there, and then the audio book for the original draft is also out there.
1: Wow! Right, so, this, so they produced this it and then actually. Yeah, they didn't. They went back and were like, "Scrap it." I know you read the whole thing, but we've we got some edits the sisters want to make.
0: Right. Yeah, but if you're you know willing to uh, to get a VPN and go on the dark web and uh, go through the what is it Turtle Browser or whatever the heck it <laughs> yeah. is. You, know, uh, you can find it. Cool. And, uh, and I did, and so I pulled up the meeting is actually. A little more expanded upon. Uh, I'll let the listener decide whether or not the, the final edit was okay. the good one or not. But, right. uh, but here it is. This is the audiobook uh, recreation of, uh, of the original uh, draft of this meeting.
1: Excited to hear it. So again, starting tonight, we stop this epidemic of drug sales and use in our town. Push out the pushers. 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 Queen Elizabeth is a lizard person. Whoa, whoa. Hey, all right. Stop that. You know, Cutler has a drug problem. This is no time to air your insane conspiracy theories. Please, let's stick to push out the pushers.
0: Push out the pushers. Push out the pushers. 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 Stephen King shot John Lennon. Okay, all right. That's enough. Who said so, that? All oh, no oh, no, no right, I, I'm
1: not joking around here. Who said that? We we're a small town. That. We can figure it out. Uh, Mandy, was it you?
0: Certainly not.
1: Gabe. What? No. Kevin. Uh huh. Terry. Not me. Zoe. Nope. Well, what about you, Barbara Franklin? Me? No. James, Barbara's husband. Come on, man. Uh, Michael. I'm Zoe's fiance. Yeah. Well, no, it's not me. Uh, Edgar. Mr. Pendleton. No. Uh, Rita. How dare you? Sorry, Rita. Uh, Jill.
0: Come on.
1: I know, I know. Uh, Susan. Well, I never. Richard. <laughs> no way, compadre. Diane. Uh, call me Dee. Just answer the question. Uh, no, it wasn't me. Sylvia. No, honey. Ellie. Hardly.
0: Charlie. Uh, too busy co running a diner. Uh, Devin. Lindsay. Ethan or Gwen. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. No. Mark. No, sir. Pastor
1: Abbott. As God is my witness, no. Lucy, Adam, Jeff, William, Janie. No. 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 Jenny. Oh, that's right. Wouldn't be her. (laughs) Tom Gibbons. Please. Uh, What about you, McMillans? Peter. No. Irene McMillan. Not me. Daughter Macy. No, sir. Polite child. (laughs) James? Uh, too busy working at the print shop. Of course you were. Queenie? How dare you, sir? Brittany? Me? Uh, well, your newborn Braxton? <coughs> right, of course <coughs> not. It wasn't him, no. Sorry. <laughs> Big baby. Uh, Daniel? Uh-uh. Emily? Never. Jack? As if. More sisters. Harriet? No. Sarah? As my twin sister said, no. Shelby? I swear on the donut store, no. Judy Smithin. Oh, heavens no. Tommy? uh, Jesse? Julie? Nope. Nope.
0: Nope.
1: Taylor? Noelle? No. No. And who are you, by the way? It doesn't matter. Max Ryan Sr.? Nope. Junior? Junior? No. Okay. Lizzie. No, darling, but you're hot. All right, come on. Betty Heidel. Come on, Jimmy. I know, I know. Uh, uh, Gloria. No, dear. Sammy. Uh-uh. Archie. At this time. <laughs> oh, right. sorry, Archie. Uh, Janet. Oh, never mind. Same answer. Uh, Dr. Walker. How oh, dare you, sir. Emma. nuh uh-huh. John Morton, the youngest Morton boy. Not this Morton. Taylor Perryman, the widow of our beloved deceased chief. Ooh. Jimmy. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Widow. Uh, was What's it your, your brother, brother, maybe? <laughs> oh, right, also dead. Sorry, how about, how about your adopted baby? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Ron Mitchell. Chief, please. Joey Traxler. Same answer. Right, right. John Gustafson. Uh, Gus. Right, Gus. No, no, it's not me. Okay, okay. Of course. Jim, Jim Marshall, insurance agent? Uh, No, but if you need some terms... Shut up, yeah. Jim. Uh, Ellen Baker. Never. Steve Croft. Uh, hardly. Judge McAllister. You're out of order. Jeff Huntley. No, sir. Dan Myers. Not me. Penny Lehman. Oh, it wouldn't be her. Sorry, that's dead and all. Eh? Sandy Tressler. I'm the mayor. Of course. Sorry, you're mayorous. Chris Walker. No. Andy Peretta, Nope. Maria Perretta. No, sir. The Peretta Boy. Sorry, don't know your name.
0: That's okay. No one does, sir, but no, it's not me.
1: Uh, Dominic D'Angelo. I'm the head of the drug task force. Okay, okay. Then who was yelling that insane stuff? Ha! <laughs> it's me. Some random idiot. I drove here on the interstate. Oh, damn you interstate!
0: Damn you
1: interstate! Damn you interstate! interstate.
2: Damn, damn you
1: interstate! Wow, that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's it's best not to have the Snyder cut. You know, you you want to see what a what a good editor has the power to do uh i don't know i i I might beg to differ right? <laughs> i needed to know <laughs> you think that really was moving it along that's... <laughs> it is a good thought... way to to you know sort of the uh meet the cast again type of thing oh that's true yeah they used to
0: do that a lot in movies uh, <laughs> a good cast deserves another look and then they just introduce the
1: characters again. <laughs> well i mean even some and the rest might have been warranted there i don't know
0: oh well, i don't know i like the the you know Uh, the specificity of everyone gets a call out.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hey, they're putting it out there. They're putting the characters out there. You're only taking what we're given.
0: Right, right. Uh, so that's the, I think I don't have anything else in the chapter. It just kind of, the rally goes smashingly. Like people love
1: it. Yeah. They, uh, the crowd sort of disperses and they're like, you know, good job, chief. Thanks, Steve. Do you think we made our point that we have an epidemic in our small town? And I was like, well, you know, the, the mob is currently burning down a drugstore. store. They're so confused. So I think, yeah, you made the point you've incited them and they're, uh, they're going to beat the first car with out of state plates that pulls off the interstate for gas.
0: Right. Yeah. I was like, I was in a, uh, I was in a small town bar once. I will to defame to the town. And one guy started getting a little lippy. And then <laughs> the whole bar was like, where are you from, boy? <laughs> and, uh, to the you? Guys... No, no, it wasn't oh, okay. me. It wasn't Got me. It. it was another person. And then... Uh, He said he was from a a different town and like a bunch of people got up and like a guy took out a beer bottle and they (laughs) chased him out of the bar (laughs) because he was from a
1: different place. You cross that town line right now.
0: Wow. You're back on
1: that interstate and you head up (laughs) Head up north. Yeah. yeah, You run him out of town. That's it, it comes from somewhere. Yeah, I did. uh, Just to be just to be clear, I did my due diligence like you did with those two cozy authors. Uh, The one of the chiefs or the task force guy provides them with the number one eight hundred no drugs, um, which I dialed and um, I (laughs) I made it through to the person. It is a a medical alert center. It did not seem to be concerned with uh, small town drug epidemics. And I I politely said, I'm sorry, wrong number and and hung up when I got through to an actual operator. Oh, oh, you should have recorded. I probably should have. Damn it.
0: (laughs) Uh, chapter 20 starts with one of my, one of my favorite uh, cliches that people don't realize when they're saying it. Um, it begins with this. Let's face it. I've been in charge at the library for a long time now, and I do know how to delegate. <laughs> Andy <thought>, Rooney. <laughs> I admit it, I, I, I haven't wanted to face this for a long time. It's, it's been one of my greatest fears. Yeah, right. But I'm ready now. Let's let's do this. Let's face the fact that you've been in charge at the library for a long time now and know how to delegate.
1: Let's face the fact that I have a, uh, you know, minor skill that many would consider a, a modest advantage in the job that I'm doing. It's, <laughs> look, people, it's time we
0: talk about this. Like all the dead people in our hospitals, it's time we face this.
1: <laughs> let's face it. I'm never going to write that book. No wait, I wrote uh, twenty eight last week alone, and they're all available on Amazon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so are we? Are we going to get some some updates on the task force here? Um, maybe a, a deep throaty phone call from Mister Smith or or, or Baldy, um, another g- grieving parent punching a high ranking law force uh, law enforcement official. We were up to 120 confirmations. Gabe had a phone call from Peter McMillan, who, while disappointed we weren't letting him pay for a Boston wedding, assured us that he, Irene, and Macy were thrilled to be coming. Andy Peretta and his wife were also coming. And that was special. <laughs> <laughs> and we then lapsed into another just truly stunning story uh, from the town of Cutler. There's just a million stories in this city.
0: I love the Andy Peretta story <laughs> so much.
1: He They met Andy when he was a homeless vet living on the streets of Cutler. That's the only sentence I have from it.
0: He liked to read in the library, and eventually I got him to trust me just a little. All right, so there's a, a homeless vet with PTSD is uh, just hanging around in the library. Yeah. So she got him to she got him to trust her. Okay. Yeah, he explained to her how the
1: Dewey decimal system worked and so he they built up a relationship of yeah. trust based on that.
0: Several of us worked together to keep him safe and make sure he had everything he needed while he worked through his PSD. What
1: does that involve? <laughs> He's homeless. Where was he staying? Right, yeah. Um I, I don't know, and, and then you know, PTSD is of course a legitimate and thing that can be just devastating to a person. I'm not sure that yeah. the uh, library pages are the best suited people to deal with it. Of course, they can be kind, but it's a severe psychological <laughs> trauma that maybe the guy who is uh, you know restocking Sue Grafton mysteries is not best suited to help with. Right,
0: but but this is how hand waving works. We worked to get him back home to his wife, who is desperately waiting to help him put the pieces of his life back together. Well, come
1: on now. That is a loose definition of homeless.
0: (laughs) It wasn't easy, and it took some time, but he's doing well. (laughs) And now he works with returning vets to make sure that they have the benefits that are entitled to
1: have. That's very Dwight David Threshian in terms of... uh, It's so nice when major things can be easily fixed and now he's helping other people too
0: yes they i guess they omitted the times that he you know would scream himself awake and attack them and you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know the symptoms of ptsd but it's obviously very serious and uh, but no it's all everything turned out well is what yeah. i'm saying
1: the multiple times that they had to you know knock on the bathroom and he would pretend he wasn't in there and they were like we're locking up you know i can you know, I, you you left your you left your gunny sack full of uh, full of old cans outside the door, so I know you're in there, uh, Andy. <laughs>
0: um. Oh, anyway, so Andy Peretta, I guess he's going to make the wedding. Is that the whole point of that story?
1: Uh, yep, he's coming, and that was special. Okay. So. <laughs> Hopefully, there's not you know if they if they stomp on a glass or something at the wedding that doesn't trigger a a, a, a explosion, flashbacks or something.
0: Yeah, and uh, the villain uh returns not baldy not the boss not mr smith not mr jones the interstate (laughs) it's just too easy now for dealers to get to those college kids it's out of town and quick access to the interstate
1: that's her daughter zoe who they're discussing the uh the problem with and so yes that's uh, right zoe immediately surmises that
0: (laughs) yes so they all hate the interstate
1: yeah you think zoe lives in what boston she thinks she'd be excited to be able to visit her her parents so much easier like it sucks to drive on 45 mile an hour country roads to get to some of these remote locations but uh zoe is yeah it's villainized to her as well
0: nope she wants uh two lanes and and single rut roads she doesn't want to uh, these horrible freeways
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah so once she she talks to zoe she goes to the quilting guild which again is in, in theory what this book series is all about um The only quilting that's taken place has been in our fan fiction. Um, But then uh, Chief Jimmy comes and addresses the guild. And essentially, you know, I'm sure that in a a real-life situation, you'd be like, I know we're all upset, but you have to let us handle this. There's just too much potential for people to get hurt or killed. Uh, He pretty much tells them to just start staking places out across town. Yes. (laughs) He encourages them to sit in their cars and is very emphatic about uh, writing down the things they see in a notebook.
0: (laughs) He's still, uh, you know, uh, bleeding slightly from his, uh, you know, being punched just a few hours by yet another victim.
1: Yes, he's on a no solid food diet, uh, just eating shakes and uh, through a straw. (laughs) (laughs) If this could happen to me, it's not going to, no one's going to punch a a woman over 50. That's uh, that's only something I have to, it's my cross to bear as the police chief. People are just going to want to (laughs) punch me.
0: Queenie has a weird theory. Uh, Queenie spoke up. It has been our experience that most people don't even see women over 50. And if they do, they hesitate to hurt them. Her, her chin rose defiantly. Queenie, that's a weird theory. I don't know. <laughs> what? Uh, it's been our experience that most people don't even see. And if they
1: do, they hesitate to hurt them. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd think that the thugs that this town is dealing with would be more inclined to snatch a purse from an old lady than they would from a uh, former uh, military or FBI agent, but that's that's just me. Well, I guess so
0: if you are over 50 and you're in the bank and then the, the armed men in, you know, ex-president's masks come uh-huh. in and Start swearing and telling you all to get on the floor. Or I'll blow your effing head off. Mm-hmm. If you're over 50, don't sweat it. Yeah. Don't. Just don't get down on the ground or anything. Yeah, just you raise can. your chin defiantly and uh, go get your. Uh, you could start doing like the mom. cabbage
1: patch, the running man, just like cracking everybody else <laughs> up. And the guys will be like, why is everyone laughing? What's so funny? Come on. And then they'll freak out and leave. That's just the power That's of a exactly woman over 50. Right. <laughs> Um, huh. but, but it's, it's going to be unfortunate for these guys because, uh, if they don't see women over 50, they're not going to notice Harriet and Harriet and Sarah exchanged a look that I knew very well meant Harriet was still packing, so to speak. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Harriet's just walking around with her, uh, her concealed gun to the quilt guild meetings. Nice. Um, and then there's, uh, yeah, some, some, some scheduling. We had some poster logistics. Now we get scheduling logistics. They figure out oh, a surveillance shift. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> I mean. Oh, Brittany handles this, I guess, since she's, uh, you know, since she's got nothing else on. She's got a, a brand new baby and two other kids. Uh, we figured out a surveillance shift near campus from 7 to 9 and another from 9 to 11 at the two bars near the interstate. Gabe and I had the 9 to 11 shift the next night at Bruno's a rough-looking bar out near the interstate. The least, interstate? <laughs> yeah. What, it, it attracts things other than the rough-looking bars? Now you figured everything <laughs> is going to be like the double deuce out by the interstate, I mean, that, with the type of people that drive on those things. Wow, But then yeah. she, she says that the, uh, at least the 9 to 11 shift at Bruno's wouldn't interfere with our Jeopardy watching. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Jeopardy watching quotes, right. heavy, heavy air quotes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Gabe might put in a new CD that could be a uh, you know a uh, uh, slow jam version of the uh, Merv Griffin theme. That might be, yes. <laughs> that that's how they're going to be distracted when the uh, evil looking cars pull into the uh, to Bruno's.
0: So Brittany's she's got her hands full with Braxton, of course.
1: Of course, oh uh, Braxton Jonathan something Junior. Yeah,
0: yeah, giant, giant baby, huge baby. <laughs> uh, Braxton, the giant baby, you know, all kinds of needs. But uh, so, yeah, this was uh, that schedule that you just read. That was because uh, our narrator said, I got an idea. I suggested she could be our coordinator from the safety of her home. So is she like working the phones? While nursing? Like, what is she doing? I don't like, know. She's ha-
1: sitting on a big ice pack. Like, just she's, you know, she has trouble walking from that giant baby. But, like, I don't know. She's she's, she's willing the, to do minute uh, scheduling tasks for everybody. Yeah, that's
0: what I mean. Like, is she call like, once you make the schedule, you're set, right? You just go to right. Bruno's for
1: two hours. What, the, what are you talking about? You call in to check up on him, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're hopefully being like, let's see how this first shift goes. If no one gets killed by a uh, rowdy uh, drunk leaving Bruno's, then we'll schedule the next night. But until then, right. let's just take this one day at a time, Brittany. Um,
0: uh, Brittany, how is everything going? Like, I haven't slept in three days. Why are you <laughs> calling me? <laughs> just go sit outside a bar. <laughs>
1: Uh, but, yeah, so there, I mean, you know, as we said before, Cutler Chat is essentially their next door. And anyone who's been online has seen how well, uh, how well uh, you know, local uh, neighborhood apps do when there's uh, suspicious people being sighted in town, which are you know, usually yes. package delivery guys and stuff. So that's essentially what these people are taking into their own hands. So I'm thrilled to see uh, uh, what raises their eyebrows, so to speak. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So that's all I have for
1: 20. And yeah, chapter 21 is our final chapter for this session. Um, next time we're going to finish the book obviously, but we get back to a Steve chapter, the rare Steve chapter that is not Steve telling his story to Jimmy.
0: <laughs> but Steve Croft, no relation to Sid and or Marty Croft.
1: Oh, well, in your head canon. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's their son they they were a, they were a married couple right they adopted him as a son when he was left uh, on their yes. library doorsteps uh-huh. exactly he was discovered by the cat <laughs> yeah that's a detail we didn't mention the cat has sort of gotten back door all of a sudden you know he's not mentioned at all except that he found a baby which is a yes. you know a story in itself but yes but yeah so steve is talking to max jr cleveland uh, uh car oil change guy who wants to uh, joined the military so he's willing to make undercover drug busts so that he'll be allowed to enlist in the army with a clean record. Tale as Correct. old as time.
0: Yeah, a cliche,
1: but, you know, <laughs> done well, Yeah, you know, that's fine. Um, and so what Steve tells him is that he, just like uh, Brittany's very uh, uh, intricate uh, scheduling thing, uh, Steve is, is not allowing anything to happen by happenstance here. He is saying there's a bar called Bruno's a few miles from the college. You need to start hanging out there. So Max is probably like, sounds, sounds good. I, I know how to go into a bar and observe things. Steve mm-hmm. keeps going. Just go in and order a beer. Then wait a couple of days and show up again. Maybe this time you have a burger with your beer. <laughs> Make small talk. Be approachable, but not too friendly. So this is like, uh, you know, uh, Zorblax bee of the, uh, you know, Drybonian system being given his instructions for landing on Earth and trying to act like a human. <laughs>
0: It maybe it's uh, it's like those those waiters who say, "Have you been to our establishment before?" Uh,
1: and, no, I haven't. You know, Please, uh... if you
0: make the mistake of saying no, like, okay, well, let me explain. Here's the menu on the left side. Here, <laughs> these are our appetizers. These would be like smaller things that you could maybe share. <laughs> right. if you want to go? Like, what the hell is happening here? I'm aware of how commerce and the concept of a restaurant works. This is your first time here. Maybe just order a beer, then wait a couple days and come back. (laughs) And then maybe order a burger with your beer.
1: And so Max is, you know, I guess taking it to heart. He's making small talk. He's being approachable, but not too friendly. He also has given himself a haircut, has a beard and mustache, possibly false, so that when he is around town at Bruno's, his mom is not going to recognize him. (laughs) It's it's all quite elaborate. So Uh,
0: he's doing the same thing as the drug guy then. Uh, is, yes. he wiping, is he wiping everything down with bleach when he's done at the bar at Brewing's?
1: Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know where he's staying either, but there's a chance that he walks in and sees uh, sees Mr. Smith, and they've both bought the same brand of fake mustache, and they it's very yeah, apparent to both of them. <laughs> party city? Yes, yeah. party yeah. city. First result on Amazon for fake mustache? Yeah, it was... Yeah. <laughs> um but so he he pulls it off though he he does his first shift at bruno's he says i went in and everybody seemed to be hanging in groups either sitting at tables or standing around the pool tables i went to the bar took a stool and ordered a draft i drank my beer slow and watched the wall behind the bar was mirrored so that helped can we get to whether you saw a drug dealer max jr uh he says there were a couple of guys who seemed to be in charge You know, telling the others what to do and wearing big chains and rings and stuff. Uh, They had girls, or should I say women, hanging all over them. Pretty hot women, too. Their outfits left very little to the imagination, if you know what I mean. Yes, Max, you were describing a bar. We have all been there. We all understand how these things work. Um,
0: Wait, wait. Uh, There's Steve's response here. I don't want to give it away. So just read that last sentence. Okay. There was, uh,
1: there was women hanging all over them. Pretty hot women, too. Their outfits left very little to the imagination, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Did you know any of these people? <laughs> he chuckles at him.
0: Steve chuckles. <laughs> he, he's. He, don't you think the response would be like, could you just describe what?
1: Stop! Like yes, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, What well, yeah, I don't even know what kind of rings or, and stuff. What, right. what does that mean? Yeah, it's a colossal failing in our police uh, surveillance system. If you walked in here and identified obvious drug dealers from the first moment, some guy who's just uh, trained as a uh, as a car mechanic. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, but we get uh, Max gets even more detail, which is just obviously not necessary. Oh man, uh, I've never been in a bar before, actually. <sighs> To which uh, Steve does not chuckle at. Seems like he should be. Uh The thing is, my dad's a drinker and a loud drunk. We all tried to stay out of his way until he could go to bed and sleep it off. That turned me off booze. Now, look, don't get me wrong... I'll go out for pizza and a beer with the guys from work, but I usually beg off early and say, I got to get home.
1: Could we get back to the drug dealers, please? Right. And will you, Our Steve, children please are dying. Stop parsing that he's going to a pizza place that serves beer, but he has not been to a bar. like. Yes. <laughs> I've never I've never seen a movie before. I've seen uh, you know, a series of I don't know, images set together at twenty four frames per second, set in right. a uh, hour and a half to two and a half hour time frame to tell a coherent That's... narrative story featuring actors and a musical score. But uh, damn it, damn it. <laughs> uh, but but we get a just absolute um, amazing backstory on Max. Uh, it turns out he's either one of the dumbest or uh, most unfortunate men alive. He uh, he. The first time he ever got in trouble with the law was when in in high school he saw two guys beating up a scrawny rich kid trying to take his watch and cell phone. And Max ran up and said, like, hey, leave him alone. The thugs ran off and Max knelt to see if the kid was okay, just as the school security guard ran from the building. He saw Max bent over the kid and dragged him to his feet. The kid was pretty shaken up and wasn't sure if Max was one of the guys that attacked him. Thus began his juvie file. <laughs> wow. So the kid, is, the kid has gotten his ass kicked, and then he's like, I don't know if this was the guy, and they're like, we're hauling you off. <laughs> it's like, well, he, he didn't even say, like, you know, he didn't even say, I think it was him. He just, uh, you'd think you might know what these people attacking you might be, right. but, uh, <laughs> so he's wrongly accused of that, and after that, the cops had him labeled, and anytime something happened at the school, they came looking for him, such as the time he went outside for a smoke, and there was a girl being attacked in his car, in her car and max uh max took an interesting tactic here to uh to, to scare the guy off he said bring it on stud let's see what you got so maybe <laughs> that was maybe that was something he heard out of the uh, hathaway's window uh the right there uh, when they went to bed early one night <laughs> and it says the big guy turned on max just as the police car pulled into the parking lot with sirens blaring he looked from max to the cop car then he jumped into the sedan and took off of course, the police saw the girl running away, half-dressed, and Max standing there alone. Even when the girl swore he hadn't touched her, they didn't believe her. So, I mean, they've missed, they've missed the rough bar Bruno's with obvious drug dealers. They're they are either massively corrupt or massively incompetent here.
0: Yeah, this is amazing. And then Max, just unable to to say, but yeah, you can't charge if the, there no one's pressing charges right yeah There's exactly another She's, person you saw the car peel the away the car
1: screeched out yeah you were wondering what was going on um she refuses I, to I wanna say I want to know anything. which
0: sister is doing this technique of so this is supposed to be like a montage right it's yep. supposed to be running in you know uh you know maybe with just music and you yeah. some slow mo and and not actual words spoken yeah even when the girl swore he hadn't touched her, they didn't believe her. They thought she was afraid to talk in case Max came after her again. Strike two. <laughs> Wait,
1: what? <laughs> strike two of what? Right. Right. Yeah, you're, you're, they're doing it in a very clumsy manner. So we are yet to know that there is a strike three, I guess, unless yes. you read book two in the series. Right. Um. But yeah, so then the, the strike three was stealing the quilt show money, um, yes, yeah that was, and so that was referenced earlier, yeah yeah, uh, but then the guy he, he, was, he was doing that to help Jeff, but uh, Jeff got away with a slap on the wrist, no no reason why, again, just corrupt <laughs> and uh, incompetent cops, whereas Mac got, uh, Max got six, six months in county and six months' home confinement with an ankle bracelet. So he's uh, he's got every reason to be uh, bitter and jaded against a system that's dealt him a just massively unfair hand.
0: <laughs> it really has been bad. But he does seem um, like a dummy. I mean, his description of going to a bar, his not being able to defend himself, he, he does not seem like the brightest bulb on the Yeah,
1: on the I tree. mean, let's say, you know— uh, uh, John Rambo shows up on his way back from Vietnam and you're going to have him stay out the bar. You're not going to be like, go back the next day and order a beer. He's like, you look like you got this, man. <laughs> so Max must give off a real sort of, uh, again, rod from Burdemic energy of like, uh, yes. to put one foot in front of the other as you walk in the door. <laughs> Do not drink out of the toilet while you're there. That will attract attention. Here's
0: a great, uh, this is again, this technique that snaps my head around. Uh, the other thing clear in his file, I assume this is Max's file, Was that he was no dummy He'd done well in his classes Even though it didn't look like He was really trying Steve went to the sink And rinsed his glass Before heading to bed (laughs) Wait
1: what It is Steve was Steve was thinking about the whole uh, He he rinsed his glass And moved on Just like Gabe did When he was thinking about The dead police chief the narration is coming from inside of Steve Croft's head. <laughs> I he guess was re- that's what's he was, happening. Yeah, he was watching, you know, there was a, a judge, you know, guilty gavel slams, you know, you know, paper spins. Max Jr. convicted again. Steve renting a glass. Okay. Yeah. All a glass right. of milk because his ulcer was asking up, so <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
0: Quite a technique.
1: Yeah. Well, so that's where our, our tale ends for this time. There's 50 pages left in the book, so we've got to figure out who these bad guys are. We've got to see what Max's surveillance is like. We've got to figure out if they're going to put up more posters. Um, got to figure out if the uh, uh, Harriet who's packing is going to blow anyone's head off. Uh, who's? Yeah, no. Who's the guy who shoots himself? Uh, well, there was, a guy, there was a guy named Dom. I think Smith, yeah. So that's we've got that coming. No. No reason... No way about why he's about to do that. Although he, he's he has a ticket booked to Antigua, so something must go very wrong.
0: Okay, I I have to admit that I uh, I just scroll down a page because I'm on the the ebook here. Uh-huh. Uh, twenty chapter twenty three. Uh-huh. Four new characters. On the first <laughs> no, page. no, just, it's impossible. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> all dead I'll, kids. Hopefully, I'll scroll back <laughs> off of them. Sorry.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, wow. uh, let's. Uh, Let's wrap it up with some emails, I think. Please
0: tell me people are loving this as much as we are.
1: They are. We got a lot of emails, a lot of uh, clarifications about Higa, a lot of clarifications about their own personal cozy level. Uh, We got this one from Michael who wrote in with some uh, uh, potential cozy book names in the 372 verse. Oh, Hell okay. of a Rigatonian murder. <laughs> Tin Fish and murder, a Michael J. Nelson mystery. The Jackal's <laughs> Jack Back. Laney, <laughs> the robot, robot corgi pimp. Uh, badminton and Blood Oaths. Uh, murder She Murdered. Trucking mm. Through Time, T H Y M E. will
0: clap on that one.
1: Mike versus the Red Hat Society. <laughs> Ready Cake Layer One. Uh, <laughs> it, it it does keep going uh, Sourdough Moon the Mr. E and E.L. Fudge story uh, Eye of Tarragon a spicy crime <laughs> the, the, the quilters traffic the sex traffickers I imagine that Blairiana must make, a, make a, uh, yes. an appearance in that one <laughs> um, and uh, what else do we have My Immobile a wheelchair and crutches mystery so, wow I'm serious some serious work here yeah, I'd love to see some book covers for that if anyone is interested yes please Not that particular, but like other ones. Uh, uh, Oh, The Red Lobster Racket. That's a good one. (laughs) Um, We also got this one that's a callback from Kent. Among the numerous Hannah Swenson mystery novels, there's one I believe that is missing. That's right. Banoffee pie murder. Oh my God. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yes. Deep callbacks. Yes. Um, uh, This is from Sarah who wanted to correct something that uh, other people that we had sort of speculated on. Uh, in the last episode I have to confirm that not knowing your significant other's middle name is indeed possible my mother hates her middle name and only uses the initial she refused to tell my father while they were dating her her parents are characters in a cozy mystery yeah he only found out when they were actually getting married and the officiant got to the do you take this woman Cheryl Mabel and my father said Mabel loudly in the middle of the ceremony wow And, (laughs) and she says please note they had a very intimate wedding only about 50 people Oh, that <laughs> yes. yeah. If I
0: was, I was picturing a larger one and just getting angry. So right. thank you for clarifying yes. <laughs>
1: that. Uh, uh, it my fun.
0: my father did not have a middle name.
1: Oh wow! And I mean,
0: he uh, and he only once voiced uh, a reason for it, and it was a little bit bitter. He said because my dad was too much of a lazy ass to even bother to give me one. Oh my god! <laughs> he did not have a relationship with his father. <laughs> my grandfather was a town drunk. So. Wow. <laughs> Well, Any, hanging out at Bruno's, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was.
1: Uh, did, uh, wasn't there one president who had no middle name? Or, or like their their middle name was just an initial? Is that Harry uh, S. Truman, maybe? Oh, that could be. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
0: well, uh, well fact-checked on that. So. Yeah, exactly.
1: Facts King. Uh, this is from Matthew. He says, I listened to your latest episode, and I wanted to remark about your comments on pork and sauerkraut. You noticed it would be a cheap meal to make. And that is the purpose of it. It comes from cultures like the Pennsylvania Dutch that were historically poor or at least of modest income. They needed a meal for celebrations that wouldn't cost much. I, yeah, I, I'm not knocking I it. I don't think, yeah, we were knocking the idea of it. I think we said it sounded delicious and we would eat it. It was the, yes. it was the expectation that this was dropped as a common New Year's thing that we would all know about. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is from Peter. I questioned the author's judgment in making Gabe's ex-currents friend a four-star general. I assume they don't have any concept of how ranks in the military work or the relative scarcity of a full general. But just for context, there have been only 246 four-star generals in the entire history of the U.S. Army. So keep in <laughs> mind, if we hear any more about this character, God, I hope we do, he is supposed to be the equivalent of a Patton Pershing MacArthur Marshall. Yes. <laughs> he says, authors, next time a one- or two-star general would suffice, there's sort of a dime a dozen relatively. <laughs> That's amazing. So that's, yeah, she, she brought Patton to her son's wedding, and then they had something else to do during the thing. Maybe he had to go and, uh, you know, manage an international conflict or something. Right. Um, let's say, this is from Chelsea. She says, there are four violations of HIPAA, a law regarding protecting patient information that's been on, a, on the books on a national level since 1996 in Chapter 11 alone. <laughs> <laughs> two of them are direct from hospital employee Emma Irma and volunteer Sarah, and two indirect through Miranda herself. There is no absolutely no way the two directly involved with the hospital do not know about HIPAA. They would be fired immediately and possibly fined along with the hospital. I work in indirectly in medicine and get quizzed on HIPAA yearly. Yet a total of four violations in one chapter is truly amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, we have uh, this one from Manda says in chapter 12 chief jimmy announces the cutler pd has charted every complaint and every crime within our town limits for the last six months <laughs> imagine what that crazy wall of cutler complaints must look like large impersonal weddings deadly avalanches middle age spread teen week on jeopardy damn teen week kids <laughs> who wear black kids who skateboard in the high school parking lot kids who haven't experienced the smell of fresh ink in a new book Kids who will, will pop anything to escape their mundane existence, flabby upper arms, drug pushers from the big city, the entire interstate highway system, and Max Ryan Jr., that rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, with all this drama, why isn't there a Cutler edition of CSI or Law and Order? I would watch or record it, especially if it followed Jeopardy. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this last email is from Matthew. He says, the repeated beat of taking readers back to the living room for pizza, Jeopardy, and family talk seems to be an important part of the cozy theme. This brings back memories of Lair of the White Worm. Adam is constantly going back to the manor for chestnuts, wine, and completely inconsequential conversations on family history. Perhaps Bram Stoker is a pioneer in the cozy mystery genre. Oh, that's
0: right. It was pretty much ending every chapter, right?
1: Yeah. Old guys cracking walnuts and uh, you know, drinking wine until the uh the candles went out.
0: Give me a report, dear boy. What was it his uncle just loved him immediately? <laughs> yeah. Part of the-
1: Uh, Yeah, he was probably impressed by his special mongoose Yes Uh, Well, we have some dumb sentences I think that some have not been covered A sentence begins with a capital letter A capital letter is a letter that's big A capital letter is not a small letter A capital letter is big, big, big A sentence ends with a period Or an exclamation Or a question mark Probably
0: not as many dumb sentences As like a a Klein book or something Mm -hmm. Yep, just a lot of uh, a lot of banality, which is kind of funny, but uh, right,
1: yeah. yeah. For example, um, Jay wrote in: "It feels so wrong to call anything in the Quilters Pushback a dumb sentence because it's so wholesome, but there are some sentences that are more uh, Quilters Pushback than others, and this one grabbed me for its succinctness." We finished our salads in silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is from Shane. He approached the desk and asked the nurse about the young girl brought in from her boyfriend's house. He said, "So the young girl was brought in from the nurse's boyfriend's house. What is?" <laughs> um, she says, uh, "What else do we have?" Oh, George submitted. She still wore her frowny face. Frowny in quotes. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Diane. Um, Seth submitted. I need to speak to someone. And Harriet's at the dentist. <laughs> I believe that's Harriet's twin sister. I think Sarah.
0: Oh yes, Harriet and Sarah. And there, who's the? Their charge who works at the donut shop.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, she hasn't been mentioned. I mean, again, that's I've right. got my eye on her, though. <laughs> There's a reason Harriet's packing, right?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, this is from Amanda. The thought of kids dying from overdoses right here under our noses. We're eating at my insides. <laughs> Probably as she's eating a barbecue sandwich in January. Yes. Um, uh, this is from uh, Andrew. Gabe had a nagging feeling he should have seen it coming. That's in reference to Jake's heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one is, uh, this is from uh, Mike. He said, after each one had spoken and made their points, the audience seemed to be shocked. He says, it's quite Kleinian. You're narrating. You can just say they were shocked. Yes. Uh, Chelsea submitted, if you're anything, this is, uh, (laughs) she says, this is said by the chief of police. He says, if you're anything like me, you don't know much about these drugs. <laughs> wow. Hence, probably the uh, 60 uh, 80 ODs in the past six months. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Andy submitted I expect you'll have the support of Cutler Quilt Guild number one, and that's formidable. Um, so, yeah, they're just ready to bust heads. And um, what else do we have? I've have got something that did not get burned. Do you? I do. Uh, This is just a
0: sentence structure. So, you know, it's not a powerhouse. Uh, This is in uh, Max Jr. Max Snyder? What's
1: Max Parker? No. I don't know.
0: He found the back door hanging open on a black sedan. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, if you're a fifth grade teacher, you're like, just write that sentence over, please. Right, (laughs)
1: exactly. Wait, read it again?
0: He found the back door hanging open on a black sedan. What is that in reference to? When That's when the girl is in the car. Oh, great. <laughs> with uh, tugging at her, then the guy's tugging at her underwear.
1: Yeah, uh, hanging open. That's interesting. That's a good, good way to describe a door being open. On a black sedan. <laughs> right. Um, well, I have a, uh, this is during the uh, phone call that Miranda gets from Zoe. Uh, she says, I filled her in on our anti drug battle, so the, uh, the couple hundred posters has constituted their battle as well as attending a <laughs> a, 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 a school auditorium a meeting where people chant something.
0: You went to a, a rally with uh, oh my God, that must have been did you just want to die? Did you have a flask with you? Did you go out back and smoke? <laughs> like no we nope. we all sat there
1: and chanted, yeah, we took to the streets <laughs> chanting. It really brought the town together. <laughs> amazing yeah well it's going in some good directions people are going to die more people there's going to be some arrests hopefully uh harriet usually gets a chance to use her gun uh, blow someone's head off you never know
0: uh do you think that her superpower of sniffing ink will come into any kind of you know, yeah, che- Chekhov's Chekhov's ink sniffers. Be yeah, she does.
1: She does the thing where you like, uh, you, you you see something at a crime scene, and you like you stick your fingers in it, then you like rub it together between your fingers to like figure mm-hmm. out what it is. She does that with a, a fresh book and determines that the ink is fresh, but not too fresh.
0: That's right. This is a six-year-old book. <laughs> I know exactly where he's
1: going. But yeah. they didn't Can't start wait. the uh, Tea Shop Cozy Mystery series until 2017. That's impossible. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, I know these these episodes uh, are long in a good way. I think well, I, this is a fun book. I'm I enjoying think so. it. So very Thanks. fun. I love it. Yeah, love it. Love it's it. It's going to be uh, one I
1: don't want to give away to a lucky person at the end of the uh, at the end of the thing. But I will. I know, it giving it, it away worked.
0: and also having it to end. So, like we went through Shadow Moon for seventy three years, <laughs> and this is just over. So right. <laughs> that's too bad. But uh, thanks again. Go to uh, three hundred seventy two pages on Patreon and check yes. out all the stuff that's going on there. We thank you to all of our listeners, and uh, and a special thanks to our Patreon people for yeah. supporting us. This has been a lot of fun. So yeah, so see long you, at Bruno's. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs>